do 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 switch mania playcast welcome to episode 31 of the switch mania playcast the first direct episode of the year <laughs> predict episode i predict episode i like that <laughs> Wait, not Barry. Episode 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Thought Barry had a had a better quip than that. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I was I was ready last last time, and, and JP kind of went right back into his. That's route, right. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I stepped back, and I was just doing for that. You know? <laughs> oh, J- I oh, JP's here. Whoa, whoa! J- JP's the master, you know. <laughs> shh, shh, everybody, shh, shh, JP's here. <laughs> be on your P's and Q's, people. <laughs> I want those eyes dotted and those T's crossed, damn it. <laughs> so, um, so JP, since it doesn't really a- apply to Barry, um, yeah. what is your progress so far with new Super Lucky's Tale? Since we got like a little bit of a progress sure. update, um, how far have you started? Now, don't go in super details, we'll say that for the episode. No, but. Uh, don't worry, I can't, but I did actually get to play a good amount yesterday. It was the first time I really got to sit down. And I'm still in the first world, which I believe is the Sky Castle, I think it's called. Um, so I've done quite a number of the, I don't want to call them, I guess we could just call them levels. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually near the, well, I'm actually right before you're supposed to go through the gate that's initially locked until you uh, gather more pages. So I've pretty much done the entire, like everything you can do. I've done all the side little puzzles down the portals. Which isn't really, I don't think, spoiling anything. Yeah. I've 100%ed every level so far that I've come across, and I'm right before you get into the, the level where you fight the first boss. Okay. So that's not too bad. I was expecting you to be like, uh, I played, I just <laughs> I, started it and played a level. I turned it on. <laughs> I turned the game on. I, I took the wrapping paper well, off. Well, I will say the, the, the funny thing is, on <laughs> Tuesday, I actually meant to start it, and I had done. No, uh, no, sorry, it was Wednesday. So on Wednesday, I did Rink Fit Adventure, and after I finished, I was like, okay, I'm gonna start, you know, Lucky's Tale. I sat down, I watched the intro, I'm, I'm playing at Doc, so I have the Pro Controller. Next thing I know, after watching the intro, my kid's asleep next to me at 7 in the morning. I'm like, oh my god, I fell asleep. <laughs> I was just, Ring Fit just wore me out completely. Oh my, we gotta get to that accountability, <laughs> too. Holy cow. But then yesterday, I got, I got to play, and you know what, I... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk more, but that's where I am yeah. right now. So I started playing it on Sunday, and we recorded last week on Saturday. This week we're recording on a Friday. But um, mm-hmm. record. I started playing on Sunday. I ended up beating the main story a few days after that. Um, I'm still wow. I'm still unpacking my house. Um, mm-hmm. But I, and now I was 100%ing from the first world, maybe the second world, and then after that I just started playing through it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I just beat it. And then I just did all those like after game trials. I beat all the after game trials, although I didn't get every hot dog. Yeah, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, so, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. So my thing was, is I was like, I just what we're gonna do is for the listeners is every week we're just going to, as we chat online, we're like, hey, how far are you? Are you done with the game yet? And for this mm-hmm. game, I'm having so much fun that I was like, great, I can go back and start getting more hundred percent because I <laughs> didn't even play some levels because. You get a certain amount of pages, and then you can just skip levels. So I just went through and beat bosses, and I wanted to beat the the game just in case you were done with it or didn't want to play anymore. 
<laughs> that way I could at least beat the game. So oh, I, so I, oh no, I want to, I want to keep yeah. playing. This one. Yeah, this one's fun. So uh -huh. I mean, uh, if you noticed, I did post a picture of um, the game room rebuild, and I posted mm -hmm. my Switch rental wall. Um, I like that. Yeah, like so this. it's my top 40 games. My top five are at the top, and this was an old NES shelf that I made custom. It fits seven Switch games across, um, but on the top, I put my top five with all the LEs on top of it. So I have my giant Breath of the Wild uh, Collector's Edition. Um, I have Hollow Knight and Oxygen Verge and Curse of the Moon, Bloodstained, and Mario Galaxy in no order. They're just up there. Um, Mario Galaxy. Mario Odyssey. I always, I always say. I'm like, did, did you get something that nobody yeah. else has yet? <laughs> um, that's the only one in my top five that I don't have any extra accoutrements for or, or a limited edition. Um, there's only mm -hmm. the Explorers, or is it called the Explorers edition with the guide? There is one. It's called Explorers. Yeah. It's called Explorers. Okay. Because I thought maybe that might have been just the Zelda version, but... um. But yeah, so I don't have anything extra for that game. But then underneath that, I have the rest of the 35, right? And the top 35, they're all in alphabetical order. Um, for the first 28, the first mm -hmm. 28 are in alphabetical order. And when available, if they have manuals, I have the manual out in front of it, like you would see at like mm -hmm. a rental store if there's room, or usually they like put it behind the case. Um, mm -hmm. But I have the manuals out, any little knickknacks, like for example, Wonder Boy has that little um, little cell phone charm that comes with it. So that's like out on top of the manual too, because it's a small little thing. Um, mm -hmm. And then the bottom row of Phase 4 games, and these are all Phase 4 like at a rental store, so you can see the art. Um, the bottom seven are Backlog, my top games that I know I'm going to like, or I hope I'm going to like. They're backlogged. Mm -hmm. Like the messenger that uh, Barry and I talked about, which was like uh, <laughs> the game I hadn't played. That's in there. Um, and Guacamelee and Monster Boy. And just games I haven't gotten to play yet. Um, mm -hmm. So that's... And those games will either go up or come down. So there'll be four rows. If it breaks my top five of all time of my favorite games, um, cool. But like... It, and, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the Twitter-sized videos as something falls off or goes on the nice. collection. And I might do like a short one just showing the collection off just to, to give people a predecessor. Um, mm -hmm. And that being said, following JP's um, you know, lead, I did a Twitter unboxing of a game that I got this week. Um, yes, you did. So I think I, I'm using Twitter for that and for posting <laughs> Switch Mania playcasts. See, Twitter is fun. The Twitter. The Twitter. <laughs> the Twitter. <laughs> and I, I do want to make one correction. I was wrong. It's not Explorers for Odyssey. It's Traveler's Guide. Traveler's Guide. Yes, my, my I, apologies. We, we, we all can I, hear you typing feverishly, JP. I was. I was like, oh, that doesn't sound right. Um, I didn't think it sounded right, but I was I was giving you the benefit of the doubt, so oh, I yeah. wasn't looking it up. The you know what? Everyone listening was... after I say Explorers are like, what? It's not Explorers. I'm done. That's it. But I redeemed myself five minutes later, so it's all good. Yeah, you know, it's okay to make a mistake, you're human. Un unacceptable. Uh-oh. Unacceptable! <laughs> I just hit a button, I think I deleted our itinerary. Good thing I emailed <gasps> it out. Oh, oh, we're just boy. gonna wing it tonight. Now I dun, emailed dun, it out. Dun, 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 he knows me, so it's okay. He, he's got the sent email. <laughs> but yeah, so the other piece of the pie 
is at the bottom, my daughter wanted her home. Top games. So her top three are down there, because that fits Minecraft. Minecraft, Goat Simulator. Goat Simulator and God Eater 3. Hi, I, got, I knew two out of the three. Goat Simulator was the other one. She loved that. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Excellent. Pokemon hasn't made it yet because she still hasn't popped it in her new Switch. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> she's, well, she, she has to now or she's going to fall so far behind with all the new stuff coming. <laughs> she won't because she just... No pressure. Because the thing is, is that like, I so after the podcast last week, I busted out hers, but I had to do all the updates with her Switch. Um, I did get a family account. And then um, it was doing tons and tons of updates to the point where my daughter got bored and started doing other stuff. And she never went <laughs> back to it. So, like, that's the thing. So she she literally has been making me's. She's actually making me's right now on the Switch. Like, she's... <laughs> I don't know what she's doing. But, um... <laughs> yeah, so what have you two been up to over the week? Uh, let's go with uh, Barry first. He's been quiet. <laughs> I have nothing to contribute to that other thing because I, I already beat the game. Um, yeah, so, well, that's why I, that's why I skipped you on yeah. the new Super Lucky Stuff. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I I finally finished Trails of Cold Steel, uh-huh. and that game was was slow in the beginning and very very formulaic game. It was a hundred percent formulaic, um, but oh my god, at that ending, like it is, it was so hard for me to pop in ring fit because i just wanted to pop in the second game which i did start the second game and i will I'll, you know so far i will say the second game is better but it's one of those things where it's like oh i'm gonna skip the first you can do that you can actually get like a little refresher mm-hmm. but it's one of those where it's more impactful if you played the first because you see characters come back and it's like oh yeah i have a history with that character now mm-hmm. and uh what, what worries me is there's still a third game and there's also a fourth game only in japan right now so I'm hoping the fourth one comes over, and <laughs> I set myself up for, I think the first game took me like 73 hours to beat, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm setting myself up. So I don't know if I'm going to get to Tokyo Mirage Sessions when it comes out, or if I'm going to have to wait a little, because this story is so good, and I honestly, like every free moment, I've just been playing this, because it's, it's like a good book, you just can't put it down, mm-hmm. and every single chapter there's new things going on, so that's been my main focus. Um, other than that, like I said, a little ring fit, and uh, and uh, I've been playing uh, still Dragalia Lost on the phone because mm-hmm. I really like that game, and I'm, I, I will really like- I will say that I really love when games like take you to the point where you can't stop playing it. Like yes. I love that experience. Those are the kind of experiences that we like strive for, honestly, as gamers. Like I got a little bit of that with Hollow Knight during the break, which was surprising because it's way mm-hmm. more difficult than I'm used to. Um, but it's awesome that Trails did that for you, and then like, yeah, like hopefully it's one of those things of too, because Trails of Cold Steel Three is coming out in the Switch, which yes, is it is because it's a PS4 only release as of as of right now, mm-hmm. and I I really find it weird when when a game publisher will put out a later game in a series and not the earlier games like mass effect 3 on the wii u but not one and two that's so weird um and and there's no reason they can't put out the first two games because they were on the vita um hands down they could run easily on the switch so i I don't know what falcons or xseed is is thinking of with that but i I, if it comes out for the switch i mean i will definitely double dip but but you're saying we're gonna get the mass effect trilogy on the switch (laughs) <laughs> I, that too. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people would love Mass Effect 
Prodigy comes back in HD, because I love that series too. It is the predictability episode. <laughs> but, 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 but anything but, is possible on this Switch. But I, but I hate when companies do that. Like that was a big yeah. slap in the face when EA did that, especially because they released Mass Effect Trilogy at the same time. So for the same price, you can get all three or just the one on on the Wii U. But yeah, I, I have no idea what they're thinking with the Switch. If they're going to mm -hmm. test the waters, it's kind of like how we got Ease Eight on the Switch, but yeah. Ease Nine is not coming to the Switch. That's and, weird. And the e, we didn't get Ease Origin or or Ease Seven, Ease Four now, uh, which was a, a Vita only remake, is coming to the PS4. Why is that not also coming to the Switch? Um, that again, it was a Vita game. It could easily run on the Switch. Yeah, like mm -hmm. there's, does maybe Sony have a, a little partnership right now, and they're kind of milking that? And Falcom, it's the same developers as Trails. Hmm. So what they're doing? <laughs> it's like a commitment. You would think, like with Ease um, Eight on the it Switch, they would have seen the sales, right? <laughs> yeah, it did really well on the Switch. Yeah, you would think that. I mean, because. That's the one thing I've continually heard from a lot of developers is that the Switch outsells everything like ten to one, everything yeah. else, and it's mostly indie. So I don't know how the you know the bigger companies are doing. Uh, I wouldn't but, count Exceed as a bigger company, really. I mean, they're, yeah. they're very knit. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we're talking a difference between something like Coffee Crisis or Haunted Halloween '86 and Ease. <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. He's a bigger franchise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's, <laughs> I mean, you're talking, you know, multi-year franchises, but um, but the company itself, yeah, hundred percent, like, lot smaller than <laughs> Nintendo. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there was difficulty with the Ease Eight and it soured their taste, and they're trying again with with uh, Trails of Cold Steel Three. But again, it's it's more weird that they're doing a PS4 only game versus just here we're reporting one and two to get you guys started because that will run I don't know well I guess we'll see mm -hmm, exactly. 2020 just started after all so JP what you been up to man me video game wise it's been Ring Fit and and Lucky's Tale Ring Fit I completed Lay the out. first let's uh, let's do the Ring Fit accountability jump the gun all right yeah <laughs> well that's what I've been doing <laughs> I've, also, well, I've also been selling a lot of stuff okay what have you been you selling think. that's the important part Literally everything but Switch, PSP, oh my God. and Wii U. Oh my God! <laughs> oh yeah, I, uh, I went guns blazing. I'm like, you know what? I I lost focus for a while, but I'm I'm a Switch guy. I have to go full Switch, and I couldn't let anything else distract me. So I finally bit the bullet and I started just selling about like a lot of the other stuff. One to make room, make money back. But you know, it feels good. Like I'm going to good homes, good people. You're saying I need to come over, right? Oh, there's like nothing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm surprised they're in like last week's recording or this week's recording that Barry's not just going to drive down the road and slap him while we're recording. But he could. I would, well, this I is would. the crazy thing. I've tried the marketplace before on Facebook, and yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's yeah, it's horrible because you deal with people, and you know whatever. I I posted on Twitter. And no joke, within an hour of posting, I sold about ninety percent of the stuff. Damn! I mean, it was it was crazy, and it's you know I ship I can ship anywhere. So I had people from Australia, a lot of people really from the U.S. Um, but it was just like here's some pictures of Game Boy Advance games gone. Here's some pictures of PS One games gone, and it, it was just like all right, I'm just gonna keep with Twitter because you know people know me on there, and it's just such a big pool of collectors that it was so much easier than trying to just keep it to like the facebook or even ebay where you deal with fees and whatnot so yeah i've been cleaning house and 
making room for the Switch. So if I ever sell, I'm going to have JP post the pictures. Okay. Yes, I <laughs> yeah, still have yeah. I still have your uh, Shantai. 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 <laughs> Shantai. <laughs> so many people want that. It's just sitting there going, Jeffrey, take me home. Oh, I will. <laughs> I will. Um, so the other thing is I finally, finally, finally got in the wooden boxes for the complete Virtual Boy, the book covers, the wooden book covers, which, nice. with nice. which, yeah, and so I have three of them inked, because I hand ink them all, so I basically go through all the, um, laser etching and ink it in black, so bef- once I stain it, all the black sets in perfectly, and it, like, comes out and pops out. Um, nice. So I have three of those done. Um, I need to get those done completely because it's taken a while. But the wooden box guy is what I call him. His name's Steve. Um, he also was on the phone. So once I get him on the phone, I kind of overload him with all the different projects. So the Switch Collector <laughs> books are already um, templated, and I already got a demo done. Um, so he should be uh, mailing that to me soon. Um, with an estimated width of the spine as well, which is great. So we should have the Switch Collector wooden book covers probably way before the uh, the book, uh, before we get the book. <laughs> and that gives me time to ink and stain and everything, right? So mm-hmm. that's good. I need time because I have a lot of these to do. I have to do 20 of the Virtual Boy ones. I have to do 20 of the Switch ones. Um and I know we've talked about it in the past. Um, I'm probably going to limit the limited edition wooden book covers to 10 next mm-hmm. time, just from a sanity perspective, because um, <laughs> it does take a long time. Um, or I'll just offer 10 non-etched and everything, non-pan-inked. Mm-hmm. Um, but it should be cool. Um, I also ordered the pins, finally. They f- I finally got somebody to return a email and a phone call. Um, so the pins are Yay. now on order. It's going to be full color, so that's good. Because um, I was looking at options to do that um, that different type of metal, and it didn't look good. I didn't like it. So I made the call to do full metal for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the the size, I couldn't get it perfect to the, to the millimeter like we need for the Switch carts, but still... Good news. Um, yeah. So that's all in the um, the realm. Um, non-book related, I did get a Mega SG from Analog. Oh. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. I do I do like the the Mega SG. Um, and I got the what is it? The Bit Edition, something like that. It's like a um the Hyper Dub Edition of the the Mega SG. So the difference is, is it comes with a homebrew Genesis cartridge that has it's like chiptune album on mm-hmm. cartridge. So and it was limited edition. It's already sold out apparently. I was like, geez, um, there's no lack. It's amazing, um, and that's going to really help me when I'm playing all the Genesis games for the complete Genesis book I'm working on. So mm-hmm. and I can stream them. Um, and then the other piece that I got is, is I went to Castlemania Games. And I got the Ranger controller. I don't know if you guys heard of the Ranger controller. Mm-mm. No, I have not. Um, so the Ranger controller is an Atari 2600 controller. Um, oh, my God. It has a single button on it and an analog stick. 
Um, so it's actually really good controls. It also has a, a wheel on it, like a dial to play Arkanoid and stuff, or Circus Atari. Um, however, comma, I'm not using it with an Atari. I'm using it with my Commodore 64, and I have a... Um, yeah, I'm, I go down the rabbit hole. I have a Commodore 64 with a monitor set up in my game room um, with an SD card um, reader that emulates the hard drive so I can play every single Commodore game, which is like 10,000 games, on one Jeez. SD card. Um, there's never going to be a complete Commodore book. because <laughs> <laughs> There's 10,000, and they make them every year there's another like 100 or 200 games because people programmed on the commodore back in the 80s like Mm -hmm. like homebrew scene like that's always been a thing that's where it started a lot of these games on the nes where you have to press up to jump and people complain about it actually originated on the commodore 64 because there's only one button so the up to jump was a natural way to jump um with a joystick that's a little known fact, but um, I grew up with this Commodore. This is actually my Commodore. Um, I don't think the Y key's working. <laughs> um, that's, uh, there's a few keys. I don't think Enter works anymore, so I got to get that all cleaned out and fixed. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've been up to, uh, just unpacking, really, and playing stuff. I was playing my Sharp NES TV with an NES homebrew game called Micro Mages. Um, hmm. It's a four-player. That sounds player. familiar. Yeah, it's, it's, it was on Kickstarter last year. Um, mm-hmm. made by the same guy who made Super Bat Puncher back in the day, which was never finished, but it was like the best homebrew game ever came, that came out on mm-hmm. the NES. Um, but Micromages is a four-player platforming game that you scale upward, and mm-hmm. then after a few levels, three, four levels, you fight bosses. And it's really crazy and frantic. And like I was playing it with my daughter London, and we were going in up to the top, and if and she wasn't able to keep up because you know she's like basically going to be eight in a couple weeks um mm-hmm. but when she dies she can just float around as a ghost and then shoot like stunning things at them so she nice. can still play even if she loses a life and, and whatever that sounds so, like fun yeah and there's four players so if i had a multi-tap we could like it would be insanity <laughs> so yeah so that's that's uh the short version of what i've been up to <laughs> lots of lots of so stuff. nothing Busy. at all nothing at all i mean i've been unpacking everything in my house it's been insanity i showed them a picture because um let's get into some ring fit here um but i showed them a picture that i had a 300 pound bookshelf i had to lift up and assemble yesterday that was insane yes. there's a bunch of board games on there now it's great um so um ring fit accountability uh, go ahead, Barry. I know you, you cursed us online, so. <laughs> you said, how dare you? Yeah, damn peer pressure. Uh, no, I, I did, uh, I played yesterday. I played for about half an hour, and, you know, I did the first two levels, but I did them twice each, mm-hmm. um, just to get more into it. But the third playthrough I was doing, that was the first time going through the second level. I'm like, I'm running, you know, and I'm like, why Why am I not running as fast as I should be? Or it does, like, I, I appear to just be, like, slowly jogging. And I'm, like, fiddling with the, the knee or the, like, the leg strap thing. And I'm like, what's going on? But while trying to go faster, I think I landed a certain way. And I wound up, like, tweaking something in my left foot. Ooh. So I started feeling pain, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this again. So I did a fourth one. I pushed myself. I did the ending stretches, and everything seemed fine. And a little bit later in the day, I'm like, oh, it's starting to hurt when I walk now. And so all day today, I've actually been limping. 
So he I'm got like, injured from gonna... Ring Fit day no, one. You know, you, you, know you, you joke about that, but there were people who were posting either on the Facebook group or on the uh, Twitter um, tweet that I had put out. Yeah. But people really got injured. Really? From, like, well, I mean, it's not that I don't think they were doing anything wrong on purpose, but it is a workout, and you really do have to be careful because a lot of the stretching. I mean, if you're not really following how you know, um, what's his name, Trip. Trip is Trip Hawkins. I mean, you could really hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just landed a certain way, I guess. I, I jokingly say he got injured, but in all reality, um, I'm a I do fitness training a little bit for uh, my main job, and um, the thing is, is there's a big difference between going out and doing a two three mile run. And running in place, yeah, and you have mm-hmm. impact. And like, were you wearing shoes or were you barefoot? Yeah, like wearing shoes. So if you do it barefoot, it's even worse. So, um, yeah. I mean, you got to think about it. Like, and and then when you're doing these things like these lunges and stuff, if you're not used to lunging, like you're going at a fast pace right off the bat. Yeah. So like, it's it's not actually. Um, you know, unheard of to, to get injured or have a tweak of something. And all you got to do is uh, make sure that you um, take care of yourself, ice it a little bit, even though it probably doesn't mm. feel like it needs to be elevated. Um, and it should go back to normal after a day or two. Yeah, I didn't do it today. I did, I did a little walking today, though. Yeah. Um, because I had to, I had to go out. But uh, I've been limping more than, <laughs> more than anything. Yeah. But I'm like, that. yeah, I'm not going to do it again today. Not if I'm injured. That's the worst thing to do is to keep mm-hmm. going. So well, when, when it feels once, better, I'll continue. <laughs> once you level up, you'll get more exercise, more exercises unlocked. And then you could just do like upper mm-hmm. body workouts. Um, and you can yeah. do some of the games and stuff. So, um, so what about you, JP? Yeah, so I finished the first world. I fought Drago. 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 I can't pronounce any, any name. Drago. I'm just going to. Drago. So I, I did Jacaris. that. But the way that I played is I treated it like a, an RPG, which means uh-huh. I was grinding. Uh-huh. So I did the first two levels, and then I kept doing the first two levels again. And I'm at levels, you know, I think they give you the recommended level you should be at for each stage. And mm-hmm. I think when you fight the third one, which when you fight Drago, is like, I think, level four. And I was level seven already. Because <laughs> yeah. I, Damn. Yeah, because you know what? I... I was like, you know what, after I played the second level and you're doing the actual like RPG battles and it took forever to knock out the two enemies on, on your path to the goal, I was like, let me level up and get a little bit stronger. And what I realized is that it's actually really fun to jog when you actually are looking at something and it feels like you're running on a path as opposed mm-hmm. to just on a treadmill. So I, oh, kept, yeah. I kept doing it and you know, by the time I finished, I played you know, two separate days. I did each day about 1.34 miles uh, between jogging and, and just moving and whatnot. And I leveled up and I unlocked some of the new activities that you could do uh, in the battles. And I really am enjoying this game. It's actually a, a fun story. Uh, good voice actor for, for the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really liking this game and I'm treating it as an RPG where I'm not just trying to go through it, play every level once and then be done. I mean, this is... Also for like me to get healthy, so I want to take my time with this and really use it as a regular routine. How many um, levels were you able to do in one workout session? So, in one, so the first day, I would say I probably did the first two levels twice, and then it, it asked me if I want to stop for the day, which I did. And then on the second day, I did probably again. I think maybe three times was the first level where mm-hmm. it's just really running. 
the second level with the two battles I did twice, and then finally I did the the boss battle. And then after I completed that, it asked me if I want to stop, and I'm just like panting and like barely can stand. I'm like, yes, please, just let me finish. <laughs> and then it's like, do you want to cool down? I'm like, oh my god, I can't stand, but sure. And I did, and I I, I really like that because what was interesting is that. During the battle, I did a lot of the upper body activities. So I did a lot of the, I don't even know what it's called, but they say on the screen, pretend that you're uh, holding something in your armpits and you're pushing in. Mm -hmm. So I did that a lot. I did the one above your head, and then I did kind of like the chair squat. So in the cooldown, it said, oh, we noticed you did a lot of upper body strength. Let's cool down with that. And I I was like, oh, that's really interesting that they are keep, I mean, obviously that it can keep track of it, but that it's tailoring to what you're doing in the game and i like that so and, it's interesting oh, okay. um that you're you're able to do two three or four when it asks you to cool down in mine it asked me after the first one to cool down <laughs> it like tells uh, me like it's really what intensity I, are I, you on so I that's the that's yeah. the thing so i was posting um accountability on a few of my days and so every single time I'm doing an exercise, when I fight mm-hmm. an enemy, it's over 42 to 46 repetitions. Holy crap. Yeah. Mine is like, yeah, mine's like 20 What's... to 30, I think. Yeah, so I'm at probably double your uh, intensity. Yeah. And I, that's I, where, I, like, I, easy, I think I was, yeah. yeah, I think I was mis- saying it or mis-asking people on Twitter when I was, or whatever I was posting it on my Instagram, whatever auto posts, I think it was, maybe it was Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I missed, well, what level are you on? Well, people were saying, oh, I'm a level 80. It's like, mm, it only goes up to like 30, dude. Like, <laughs> like it doesn't go up to 80, but um, cool. Cool story, bro. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, um, but the thing is, is that doing that many repetitions is, is crazy. And then, you know, I'm doing like three, four, five exercises fighting enemies at this point. Um, yeah. So where I am is I'm in world four. It's like the world of Sporta. Sporta! <laughs> um, and... I'm able to go through about one... I'm, I'm doing, like, two or three full levels. Probably, like, two by the time I'm toasted. But I'm also doing the bonus stuff. So there's, like, you go and do, like, a mini game where you're, like, dodging mm-hmm. left and right and moving a cart or doing a bunch of crazy stuff or a tasker. And then I'd make my smoothies because eventually you get to make smoothies. Your smoothies Ooh, yeah. heal you so then you don't have to worry about the grinding at all. And then later uh-huh. on, one of the exercises heals you too. So you can add that exercise to your repertoire and heal yourself for hearts, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally got my fifth heart, um, and I'm in level pretty high up now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I've been doing a couple a day. Now, on top of this, though, I did something because my wife bought me an iPhone for Christmas, and there's this thing called like 12-minute workout or something. It's mm-hmm. called... 12-minute athlete, and basically it's Tabatas, um, which means you do 30 seconds of workout, 10 seconds off, 30 seconds of workout, 10 seconds off, and you do six different exercises three times, and so it smokes the crap out of me. So in the morning, I was doing that. I was doing ring fit at night, and then yesterday, before I did my building in my shelf, I actually ran three miles outside. Um, oh, just three miles? Yeah, I went and like did a, a three miles. Yeah, when it, it actually kind of is for me, but um, I went and ran three miles, and now I'm a slow runner at a pace. I'm not a fast runner, <laughs> but I run. Um, but like I, I did that, and then like it got too late because I was on a phone call, um, mm-hmm. and that was it was too late, and I was like, ah, oh, I'm not, I can't do 
this the um ring fit today yesterday and now today we're doing mm-hmm. the playcast which so that's my thing is i'm going to be doing my ring fit at night for accountability before i go to bed mm-hmm. um, that's what i do with all yeah time. um now i did come across this week um i came across issues um i unlocked the plank and so what you do is you go in the plank and then you bring your body you like arch your back and bring your butt in there and then you go back mm-hmm. down and mm-hmm. it, this is the first exercise. It would not recognize it. I don't know if I was like, I think my controller mm. might have been losing sync. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But I was I was literally holding the damn plank for like two minutes and it's not doing anything. I'm like, I'm holding the damn plank. And if anybody's done the plank, it is hard to hold it for like 30 seconds, 60 seconds. I'm sitting there holding it and trying to do this pivot thing and then it's not registering. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I'm like dying and my core is killing me. And I'm like, this is horrible. And I have to do 40 repetitions of this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh my God. Uh, so I was like falling over dying. That was a couple days ago. I was like, oh my God, that was horrible. Um, there's a new one that's the leg squeeze. So you think like Jane Fonda or um, was Sally Struthers? With the <laughs> do you put the ring fit between your legs? Yeah, you put the ring fit between <laughs> your legs. You do a thigh master. You do a little thigh master. I have to say, I'm I'm incredibly impressed with how sturdy that ring fit or the accessory is. Yes, I'm surprised I mean, that it challenges the hell out of you after repetitions. Because yeah, that. Like, I like to do um, endurance workouts because I used to lift real heavy back when I was in college a long time ago. And I'm old people. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was in college a long time ago, like 20 years ago. Um, (laughs) But, like, I like to do, like, just repetitions now. So this is perfect. And I've had a lot of people who um, are in my line of work and, you know, know me from the past. They're like, how is the workout? And I'm like, well, it's not going to replace your gym workout, your normal routine. But as mm-hmm. an accessory to what you do, this is flawless. For those mm-hmm. that aren't working out, this is a killer workout if you oh, adjust yeah. the difficulty up. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, so there was one guy like saying, oh, I just beat three more, five more levels, ten more now. And it's like, well, you're probably doing what I watched my daughter do at level three when you do three repetitions per <laughs> enemy. And she's sitting there, ding, ding, ding. And, and the thing is, is that she's, you know, almost eight and it's it's pretty good for her and it's awesome but it's getting her involved well if you want to actually you're gonna wonder though if you're doing that why you're not getting fit (laughs) because you you're not adjusting the intensity it sounds to me like barry probably should have stopped after like two um because (laughs) after you did three and then you went and did a fourth after you you tweaked something like it's just like eh, you probably should have stopped at two um and then take it easy. So when you restart it after, you know, you, you recover, um, I would recommend not doing, like, four or five sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this is what JP and I are both saying. It's it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, yeah. Like, this is literally just us to stay in shape, hold ourselves accountable, and play a damn RPG, which is ridiculous. Um, and I gotta say, like, I'm expecting now, like, Drago or the Ring to come up in Smash Brothers at some point. Yeah, yeah I was thinking Drago oh, and Smash. Heck yeah, but, that'd be amazing. Or the trainer. And I still get the feeling that so many people have passed over this. Because I see so mm-hmm. many times that I hear people going like, oh, there's, look at all these ring fits in the store. It's just like stacks of them. And then finally, you know, it's New Year's resolutions. And I see a lot of people going like, okay, I'm going to start this now. And then they start <laughs> and they go, wow, this is actually good. And I was the same way. I... I 
I remember watching the trailer. I was like, this looks interesting. Bought it, didn't play it. And not until you started, I go, this is a damn good game from Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And I hope people don't think of it as gimmicky because it really isn't. I mean, that thing, like you said, it gives you a workout. And especially if you adjust it appropriately, you're going to feel it. And it's a fun story, too. Wait till you get to the mini games. They're really fun. Like, there's this one where you're doing squats, but mm-hmm. how you how deep you squat is how high you jump on the screen, and then coins are going by, so you have to collect the coins. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's bombs. So if you go too if you do too deep of a squat and you hit a bomb, you lose coins. So you like literally have to like judge your judge your different jumps. And so there's like a ton of little fun games. And I won't spoil all of them so yeah. that way you can unlock them. But like like and I don't like doing squats, so that's one I immediately removed from my mm-hmm. repertoire. Because <laughs> you because eventually you can only have so many exercises. You're only allowed to have a few. Um, mm-hmm. so when you unlock new ones, you got to replace it with something. And then there's, oh, okay. then there's strategy because if you're going against upper body guys, like then they turn, are you at the colors yet? So I like, don't think so. Okay. So there's going to be multiple colors. You're going to have legs, um, which will be blue. Red is upper body. Um, mm-hmm. green is, is different yoga. I want to say. And then, like, mm-hmm. yellow, I think, is cardio. I could be wrong. Um, but um, I think yellow's... No, yellow's core. Um, and then, so, basically, each enemy has a vulnerability type, a weakness. Mm-hmm. So, when you do upper body and you're fighting upper body guys, but you only have lower body selected, you're going to mm-hmm. have to do... You're going to have to do extra, you know, sessions to beat them. Um, so oh, that's... Wow. But the fact that you've um, grinded, and this is something <laughs> for you know listeners that if you grind, um, eventually the enemies aren't going to be able to hurt you when you mm-hmm. do That's your good. your ab your ab protection. But ab guard, ab guard. <laughs> Was it your sweat? Uh, it, your sweat glistens so nicely. What did he say? <laughs> I think somebody actually commented, "Your sweat is so shiny and so, beautiful." Yes, that's what he says. He says your sweat is so shiny and beautiful. <laughs> I, I'm amazed, like how many activities you can do just with this and the leg strap. Oh, it's yeah. there's a lot, and I still unlock yeah. stuff. I unlock some crazy. weird stuff, and I'm like, like ones like a how do you do? Like you're literally sitting there, and you're like just just bow. <laughs> but it's at, <laughs> I mean, some of these though are like I just throw it in there because it's easy and it hits all five. There's like one where you just twist side to side, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know that's literally well, working your sometimes core. Sometimes you need that. And you're just working your core, so you're still still working your your, your lats, your side. What is it? Your mm-hmm. side your side flab. Um, <laughs> but it it, <laughs> it also attacks all five. So it's especially if you're starting to level up. And I think naturally, I didn't repeat any levels yet. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I'm naturally two levels ahead of where it says I should be. So, oh, okay. but I've done all the side stuff, and then eventually you'll get requests from people. Um, this is awesome. And I also like try to more and more in depth. And then I try to collect all those XP coins too. Mm-hmm. Little token yeah, I try things. Yeah, I try and uh, tack all the crates, suck up all the coins, mm-hmm. look around. I try and shoot the deers with my uh, blasts. All the fun times. <laughs> yeah, and I, always, I always wanted that. I always wanted something like I've seen in in the movies where people are on the treadmills and then like all around them is like the screen, like the virtual screens, and they're running through the forest or the hills or by the beach. And, you know, I normally just run on the treadmill, and here I'm like, wow, I'm running in a 
like on a path in the field. Yeah. And I'm jumping over, you know, uh, gaps on, on the planks. And this is really cool. And I see myself like moving around the entire room at some points because I'm running up. And like <laughs> as I'm running and jogging, I'm actually running closer to the TV. I'm like, all right, I got to slow down a little bit. Yeah, no, um, I just unlocked a new ability on the in the game, not in real life, but um, you do the ab guard, you do the ab guard, yeah, like in in the game, not real life. Um, but you do the ab guard and you move left to right, and you're literally uh, kayaking. So you go across oh, water, awesome. and that's I think that's in this world I just unlocked it. So, um, so basically, cool. yeah. So you're not just running the whole time, then you just jump on it. You're kayaking, and then you like you're jumping around, and mm-hmm. like it's it's insane. And you know what's funny? Oh, yeah, you know what's funny though is that like even like if you use it without the game on, right, and you move the the ring back and forth, you're gonna feel it, but the vibration. Like the sound of it yes. is so ingenious of how Nintendo does it because mm-hmm. you 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 see you know the on the screen it says like hold and as you're doing the move the hold letters are kind of uh, getting brighter until you hit the top but the vibration to me is what's making it feel so real because mm-hmm. I'm hearing it as I'm like pushing in and I'm like feeling the resistance and I'm hearing the vibration I'm like this is just genius I mean it really is and. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I like about Nintendo. They take risks. Like, even something like this. They took a risk on some kind of accessory, uh, a, a type of game where it mixes exercise and RPG, and it really works. It works so well. And, again, I, I still think a lot of people are missing out on it. Oh, I'm so disappointed if they do and they're not supporting it because, like, I would yeah. love to see more games like this. And it's just going to be like, I'm looking at him, Rob the Robot, sitting right in front of me on my desk, and I'm like, mm-hmm. underutilized Nintendo yeah. peripherals. Like, no, please don't have the Ring Con be an underutilized mm-hmm. peripheral. Make to more be games. Fair though, Rob was used more as a ploy to get into toy stores because of the crash of '83. So I looked to the right and looked at the power pad. <laughs> <laughs> the power pad had like a half dozen yeah. games. Like, like I, I mean, if we got a half dozen Rincon games, I would be happy. Yeah, Mike. I, I, I would. But here's the thing, though, is that right now they don't sell the accessories separately. So if they did do something in the future. They either have to keep bundling it, which raises the price. Oh. I think this was a seventy or eighty dollar item. Eighty dollars. Eighty dollars. So it's not cheap. It was super and expensive. I'd have to look on the Nintendo website to see if they actually sell this separately, because sometimes they do sell the accessories, but in stores they don't sell this. No third party company has come up with something like this. Um, so and it would drive you kind of guys, see- you collectors nuts because yeah. i would be able to just buy the game itself <laughs> whereas oh, yeah. you guys i'll, I'll buy the box every time yeah. that's all i would do i yeah. would just buy the the game i wouldn't buy another yeah they're, they're and if they sold it i'd, I'd just like told together as a bundle then I, then that would be one i would wait for clearance just because i wouldn't need a second ring con right yeah yeah exactly I, I, I do find it funny when somebody on the group is like is anybody selling a used one and then people underneath is like you probably don't want to buy this used after people are working now and they're like yeah good point <laughs> anybody want my yeah, sweaty ball like, sweat <laughs> 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 I, I have to say though you know they don't really i i know it sounds silly but they don't give instructions about the leg strap like how to put it on and i didn't realize that they first do. you had to go did they? Yeah. yeah they when you put up the game, it's the first they thing do. you see. No, but they kind of say like you know, no, like you know, close the loop. But I didn't realize you have to go over the Joy-Con like no, really hard. Yeah, you do. I have to go like over, like it's inside the okay, pouch. Tiny, tiny it. quads. <laughs> mine, Are you, mine, I put I it around. And I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> mine, I put it. I put it through the strap one time, and I barely can bring it over. <laughs> 
Like it doesn't go around three times like with yours. Now, now are you like? Because literally, like the jo- I'm looking at it right now, and the, so if the Joy-Con's facing upward, and yeah. the lathe strap's going to the left, you go through it, you put it through the hole, and just loop yeah. it over, and it's attached, and mine barely moves but over at all. But you loop it over the Joy-Con, though, right? No, no, you loop it the other way. The other way! You go Wait. away from the Joy-Con. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. JP's getting up. I'm trying to see, think how JP's doing <laughs> this now. I'm, yeah, I'm doing this live on the cast. Okay, so yeah, it's, it's, looped, too. it's looped over okay, the Joy-Con. So oh, I see how JP's doing it. That's going to mess with... Holy... Maybe that's how you're yeah. supposed to really do it now. It's not because there's actual... Um, this shows you on the screen what yeah, to do. Yeah, it does. And there's better Velcro pieces. Wait, I'm sorry. Is is my leg supposed to go through the opening? No. Your leg? Wait. What? Your no, leg is your leg does not go through that little hole. That the opening is just for the Joy-Con. <laughs> no, 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 not that. Behind it. Behind it, you have the strap, right? And you can pull it out. Yeah. So you can so, you can make so, a bigger circle. So you Joy-Con, put your leg through the, that. The L or the L button is facing you, right? Yeah. Joy-Con's in it. Um, Joy-Con's in. The strap goes to your left, right? And then you the just joy- you pull it behind your leg, go through the hole, and attach it. Oh. Hold on a second, guys. <laughs> I, I think I've been doing this completely wrong. I mean, it worked for me, but... Okay, so hold on. Wrong. All right, so this is on the... Jo- oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so I, I can tell everybody what I did. So I kept I kept the loop tight, so the back of the strap was touching the back of the pouch, and what I was doing, I was putting that against my leg and then wrapping the strap around the leg and then over the Joy-Con. I didn't realize you had to pull the strap out Put your leg through. I don't even know how you then, did oh this. Oh my god! I can't no, even what? do it. <laughs> my legs. Yeah. I, I can't I even was do like that. Writing an email to Nintendo. I was just like, I don't <laughs> get this, guys. This is very confusing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> see, see, guys. <laughs> wow. JP Strap Mania. Switch Mania Playcast. Teaching JP things every day. <laughs> Try to follow instructions on a oh screen. My God, I literally had no idea how they were doing, and I was like, "I'm gonna break the Joy-Con, just like ripping the thing over it." Strap mania. Oh <laughs> <laughs> wow. Let me just say that this whole game just opened up for me. <laughs> so much like easier when my circulation's <laughs> not cut off in my leg. <laughs> You know, I wish I wish you posted a video of like you putting it on beforehand, just so we could all see what you we need. Do. We need a, a Twitter-sized video of this putting it on wrong. N- Nintendo's gonna call me and be like, "We need you to be the don't in the video," and it's like, "Don't do this," and it's just like me just riffing the thing over. JP's finally made it. <laughs> don't rip your Joy-Con. <laughs> oh my god! So we should read. Listener comments now, and yes, the topic absolutely. of JP not knowing how to work accessories. JP's just trying to uh, <laughs> divert everyone. I, I'm, I'm telling you how I figured out how to turn on the switch and play games is now you even play video games. JP. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, let's do some. Ooh. Let's do some comments. Let's do some quick comments. So, on Twitter, I wrote, "It's time to level up the adventure from Nintendo America." Hagen's Alley, Hawk Hellfire, and I are getting fit for Switch Mania Playcast. Comment below what you think of the game if you've played it. So, Hagen's Alley said, I'm doing day two tonight. Time to get it, people. I agree, Hagen's Alley. <laughs> uh, Landon Wynn said, I started it a few days ago, and it's definitely a good workout. I think it is a really unique concept, and the game definitely has a lot of polish. We have 
whisper a lullaby, delightfully cheesy. Your sweat is so shiny and beautiful. Uh, at Buster Curry, it's fantastic. Really starts to show the work put in once you hit World 3. And Blaze Firestorm said, Hey, Nintendo America and Nintendo Canada, I'm overweight. Can I get a copy? LOL, I'm just playing around. Gonna pick it up and start my weight loss when I get paid. Well, Blaze Firestorm, I hope you did. Yeah, seriously. No, but, uh, and then, you know, I also saw, I didn't write these ones down, but I saw also when uh, Jeffrey had posted on the Facebook group, you know, a lot of people were commenting underneath it that they were starting to play it or they were enjoying it. And what's, what's really interesting about this one is that I did not see any negative comments. I didn't see anybody say that it was cheesy, that the game was stupid, or, you know, the accessory wasn't, um, like, working, like, things like that that sometimes you get when you have um, peripherals, um, or even, like, if you want to call it, like, a gimmicky type of game. But that, it just goes to show that I really hope more people check it out. The price tag, you know, is a little intimidating, but one, once I actually held the, the ring con... I mean, it was it. It's a really well made piece of yeah, accessory. Yeah, it's solid. Yeah, and it, it works it's not. So it's well. not cheap. Yeah. Not only that, but they like right when you start, they're like pull it apart. And, uh, like you're trying to break right. it. Like they yep. want you to go. Like I'm going to try to break <laughs> this piece of you know this piece of plastic, and you can't. And it's like okay, that you know, in order for them to release that, that had been put through so much quality oh, testing. Yeah. Um, and and who knows how how many times they actually did break it to say we need to strengthen it. But right. yeah, this is not like, oh, this is cheap. This is going to break in five minutes. No, right. this is made with <laughs> made to last. Yeah. yeah. And this is like a normal workout thing where it's like the, the fitness ring. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a normal, like, tried and true thing. That It's not like, you know, something that is done in everyday working out, but I've seen it used before. Um, I saw a Nintendo doing it yeah. in the game. And it's actually genius the way that they implemented it. Yeah. And I will say that it leads me to believe that they would do something more with the Rincon because they had a good opportunity to design it similar to the character in the game. I'm not saying make the face and whatnot, but you could have gone that way. And yeah. I think that would have been a cool like even even the um like the rubber grips on the side. I mean the, I'm looking at it now it's pretty much black and gray. That's all the colors to it. But they could have gone to kind of mimic in the game, which means I think they have future uses in mind for this, and yeah. they probably didn't want to pigeon pigeonhole themselves to go like, oh yeah, this you know this looks exactly like it is for this one game, and that's it. So I'm I'm hoping we see more from this, and I'm looking forward to going more into this game. I think it's also <clears throat> caution in terms of getting back into the fitness. Uh, craze kind of deal. Like we fit mm-hmm. took off like crazy, and mm-hmm. once we fit took off, then they're like, oh, we're gonna do more things with the balance board, and we're gonna put we fit, you know, plus yep. on there, and we're gonna put we fit you. And then when we fit you didn't sell well because the, uh, naturally the Wii U didn't sell well. It almost like they took a step back and they tried something different, which was Labo, and Labo did not mm-hmm. sell as well as they did. And I'm sure we would have had yeah. uh, pack five, six, seven, eight yeah. at this point. But the reason there's only four of them is because they just didn't sell well, and I don't think we're going to get any more Labo. I think Labo is probably done at you this think? point. I, I do. I, I still feel like we'd get one or two more. We yeah, might. I mean, we might. But, but I you're right. Like I mean, it, it definitely... did not sell that they wanted to. Like they're being clearanced out like crazy. Yeah, um, and, and so Labo was Nintendo focused. trying to um, go with the whole STEM. Uh, yeah. phase that the United States is currently doing with children and early yeah, that's, that's middle grade does. school. Yeah. And yeah, it's an awesome wife, yeah. program. I've seen STEM oh, awesome. like 
STEM mm-hmm. vehicles, and Nintendo doing that's awesome. It's just I don't think that they knew how niche it would be. <laughs> well, here, so if we're going to talk about the Labo, my few issues with it is yeah. one storage. They yeah. they designed the packaging to keep everything flat, and once you build everything, it's your responsibility now to keep it from being crushed keeping yep. it secure and what's interesting is that in japan i believe it was they actually made like labo cardboard crates like boxes yeah. um sort of like shipping boxes. boxes yeah and that would have been good i remember i don't know if you remember but ups actually had designed a custom case for the first labo kit and they were talking about possibly selling it because it was foam inside with uh specific spots for each of the pieces that never came to be so hmm. that's the first thing and then second is that you know, it's. I don't want to say it's super tedious, but you have to you have to take the time to build all this stuff, and then I don't know. It's just like where do you where do you store? It comes back to storage for me. Yeah, like same. Like yeah, you build no, this I, big backpack to be a robot, and then it's just like okay, I have to keep this somewhere now, and I so, literally have to put it on a shelf. So I didn't buy any of them. I haven't even bought mm-hmm. the VR one yet, which I actually wouldn't mind having the VR one. Um, I just mm-hmm. told my daughter, I'm like, hey, when you want them, we can get them. Um, mm-hmm. I think Nintendo, they really, the one thing that they should have done was somehow created it, designed it with disassembly in mind, too. So, yes. like, the fact that it takes a long time, great, that's the game, that's part of the gimmick, but maybe have a disassembly so that way you can just store it back in the box yeah. after you're done. Because, again, it's just like with the old Wii gimmicks and all the plastic crap. Like, some of those things take, like, four hours to build. And yeah. Then, yep. And if you can kind of disassemble it, you know, they. I think they're ideas were in the right place. And, uh-huh. and again, if, if I, we had children at this time and they were of age... Um, our sets probably would have been built just yeah. to do it with them. But, you know, I have all four sets, and we did, the only thing we, we wound up doing was the VR goggles, and we planned to do more, but the more I thought about it, it's like, I don't have the room. Like, as of now, I'm yeah. getting rid of stuff because I'm out of space. I can't even fathom where I would put all this yeah. stuff built from all the kits. Like, that's just a lot of stuff. And and it, it, it bothers me because, like, I think I could have a lot of fun with that. And, and my wife's an engineer, and she would have a lot of fun with it. And we both looked at each other and we're like, we totally want to build these, but we don't have the room to put them. And then yeah. if we don't have the room to put them, they're going to sit somewhere. They're probably going to get damaged. So we just figured, well, let's not even bother. And mm-hmm. and I think that's that's the issue. It's it's really it really boils down to space. And yeah, and, and I will and I will say, if you notice, know they don't promote it at all in the no. directs. They have perfect opportunities. Even if you do like a little commercial about an existing one even, you don't even have to promote like a new one. Just remind people that it's out there. They don't. They don't talk about it. You don't hear anything about it. Can can we say the same thing for Ring Fit? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ring Fit still takes storage. It's just a lot easier to store a ring. Oh, yeah. But the box box is meant to be reused after you take it out. Like there's no (laughs) special thing that you have to disassemble, put together. It's literally open up the box. Put the ring fit back in, put the strap in, close the box, and you're done. And no, we got rid of the box. We recycled it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. I got rid of them. <laughs> I, actually, I keep these things forever. You know, <laughs> I, I remember when uh, Labo first came out with the first two sets, and this was back before like every single game in the world was coming out, so it was still manageable. I actually was like, you know what? I'm going to buy two of each one, one to open and disassemble and one to keep sealed. So I still have two of the very first ones, and I never built any of them. So I'm just like, all right. And then all of a sudden, all the prices started dropping like crazy on them. And I'm like, 
All right, now they're just sitting here. <laughs> Mine are still sealed too, but that's not because of, <laughs> yeah. of getting getting two copies. It's just space. <laughs> I'm like, but this no, is one that I don't regret not buying. By the way, that that's yeah. that's how much how much how little space I have is that I I just recycled the box. It's yeah. like you know, yeah. it, I think it comes to a point when you're as a collector where it's just like you know what you have to start giving. You can't have have otherwise you become a hoarder. Um, mm-hmm. You have everything, and it's like you know what. There are certain boxes that are absolutely worth money. I don't see this box being worth money, and yeah. and I could it's it's again it's not cardboard. It's something that I can easily store anywhere. Um, so my wife looked at me. And I'm like, go ahead, and she was like, so happy, like yes, I can recycle a gaming box. <laughs> I made her happy, worth it. It reminds me of Steel Battalion. You take it out of the box, you're never going to get it back in. That's that's yeah. how it is for me. It's just like it looks. Those. Did you ever sell that? Oh yeah, I sold it. See, that's when I saw you put for sale, and I wanted to buy it so badly, but I'm like, I don't have the room. You should that's have. That's such a big <laughs> collection. Yeah, JP wouldn't have had to ship it. <laughs> it's true. I wouldn't. I did a good job shipping, no issues. But I, I was working at GameStop, or Babbage's even at the time, when that came out. And those things took up so much room. Uh-huh. I mean, it was, and that wasn't even built. That was just in the box. It's a cool box, but it was just too big. And that's the... And, and the worst is that at least the box was big enough that you could put the accessory back in. Labo is just like, well, you take it out, that's it. <laughs> but yeah, otherwise. But recapping, Ring Fit Adventure, very good. Yeah, and that actually can be, um, we can maybe uh, link it on the website that we did Ring Fit. See? Yeah. yeah. Winner. Absolutely. Winner chicken dinner. <laughs> Um, so uh, let's go into the main part of the episode now that we've been in it in an hour Um, (laughs) see what happens when I come back good times we we realize JP doesn't know how to use things and it's just a whole (laughs) lesson for me you know what that's fine because this is all gaming tangents so if people are listeners to the podcast already that means they like us going on random tangents (laughs) sometimes we're going to get angry (laughs) reviews and be like like we want those predictions right at the start and we like okay Next time, sorry. <laughs> That's why we wait for most of the book stuff at the end. <laughs> but anyways, um, the uh, the main topic of the episode um, is our predictions for 2020 in mm-hmm. hindsight. And then that way we can maybe at the end of the year do a recap and see how close we were for our predictions, which would be fun. Yeah, that'd yeah. be good. So I figure we'll go round robin. Uh, we'll each choose one. Um, sure. and then we'll go from there. Um, so I know last week, um, we talked about, and I'll just go with it since we already talked about it last week. Um, mm-hmm. my one prediction, Legend of Zelda, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess ports. Um, yes, maybe, uh, probably not in the same cartridge cause that would be dumb. Um, mm-hmm. but Nintendo did say that, um, and in an interview that they're doing a Zelda game every year. Um, so first year was, uh, Breath of Breath the of Wild, Wild, and then we got Link's Awakening. I think in between was Hyrule Warriors. Hyrule Warriors, um, yep. So mm-hmm. they're, they're in, in with that. So this year, um, is going to be, it might be a double pack with Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. If Nintendo's smart, they'll do one of them and wait, mm-hmm. um, just to, mm-hmm. to maximize. Plus, I would love to have them individually. Um, and not in the same year, because that would be an overload. I just want to be able to enjoy my Zeldas. Um, mm-hmm. But I think definitely one of those is coming out. Um, that would be my prediction, because I don't think Breath of the Wild 2 is ready. 
Um, and if it is, I would be happy <laughs> if it is, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's ready. Um, so my prediction is, and they'll probably go with Wind Waker if they're going to go with Wind Waker or Twilight Princess. Probably Wind Waker because it came out first in the GameCube, um, mm-hmm. and then maybe Twilight Princess after. But mm-hmm. I think they're going to go with the whole because you know Link's Awakening had that whole cartoonish aspect um, with the toy look to it Mm -hmm. and so now they're gonna go with the whole animated aspect and nintendo loves to do that type of stuff so i don't see them going super serious with twilight princess this time um i Mm -hmm. could be wrong and they could do a final fantasy 7 and 8 and just throw them both on one cartridge who's Mm. to say um especially with the new size cartridge that came out now there's a bigger size Nintendo cartridge mm-hmm. that was announced, so maybe they'll be the stewards of that size and throw, throw two Zeldas on it. Um, so that's my my first prediction. Will be the new Zelda will be Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so go ahead, Barry. What is your pr- first? All right, my first is that the Switch Pro or Switch Two, whatever they want to call mm-hmm. it, it's going to come out this year. It's going to come out to compete with the PS Five and the Xbox X. <laughs> and it will come out, if not the same day as one of those two systems around that mm. same time period. Ooh, that that's a ballsy move by Nintendo if they go that route. Um, what what makes you think that they're going to do it on the same day? Um, because I think they need to make a stand. Um, the Switch right now is doing really well, and they they say they don't want to compete. Um, and that may be true, but remember, we have a new president here. We have a new president of Nintendo of America. Bowser. Uh, we have new. We have a you know relatively new president for Nintendo Japan. This is going to be you know whatever the next system is, is going to be really the first launch that's going to be all them. You know, mm-hmm, with, you know, even the Switch was Iwata was in there, obviously. So I think I think they're going to be a little ballsy. I think they're going to see how they do. And uh, that, that's my prediction, anyway. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I would absolutely love for them to at least announce something at E3 mm-hmm. because I have been on the fence about getting that upgraded battery life for the uh, the newer release hold of the off. Switch. And I'm saying hold off. Yeah. I mean... I was, yeah, unless you want to buy, like, the Dragon Quest or the Disney Tomb Tomb for a collector purpose, I would hold off at this point. I mean, Dragon Quest is a great game. <laughs> and it's a really nice-looking system. But also, there would be, you know, funding-wise, I could save that money or get another analog system because my goal is to have all my old systems in FPGA format, which means, you know, no lag on a mm-hmm. HDTV, so... That would be free up some funds for another side of the hobby. So the Switch Pro, though, um, coming out this year, I like it. Um, what do you got, JP? All right, I'm I'm gonna go back to the ports because yeah. it's been one on my mind. But I I think maybe not this year, but I think they're gonna tease Odyssey two. Odyssey two. I think they're. I, I don't think they're gonna do a different uh, type of or a different. Uh, I guess Mario game, like um, on its own. Yeah, style. That good word, style. I think they're gonna go with a sequel. So you think they're gonna go with a, and, a Mario Odyssey think, sequel? And I think Bowser, like Bowser, well, I don't want to say was a playable character in Odyssey one because you didn't really get you got to play as him, but not you yeah. know interchangeably. I think it's gonna be maybe like a team up kind of thing. 
So, um, that goes to the, uh, picture of the episode, actually. JP just hit the, hit the jackpot. Um, All right. and in 2019, Nintendo posted a picture of Mario eating a watermelon with a nice little yes. thing. Everybody, the internet blew up and said, we're getting Sunshine 2. Uh-huh. Um, I think JP's 100% right. I think it's going to be Odyssey 2, and part of the theme is going to be Isla Delfino or just basically Suntime. Um... Yeah. So, so you think that's coming out probably this year summertime or I don't think it's coming out. I think it's going to be Announced. possibly like at the E3 or, or one of the directs. It's that, oh, we've got one more thing to show and it's going to be that little teaser at the end. I think that's what Mario is going to take the stage for that this year. And and, at they, some direct. and and in classic Nintendo, they probably won't title it. So then everybody will still think it's Sunshine right. to you. Um, and you yeah. know what? I can't, sorry. I want to go back. I remember posting many months ago, um, just like a hypothetical for a new Mario game, where he travels to the different worlds, and the different worlds are his other games. So, oh. like, one is the Galaxy World, one's the Sunshine, one is, because think about Super Mario Maker 2 now. They've done it in the different styles. You could jump into a world that's Super Mario 3, even yeah. Super Mario 2 if you want to. And to me... Yeah, you know, I'm taking back Odyssey 2. I want a game like that. Well, they kind of did something like that in, was a Galaxy 2 that had throwback Galaxy, which was Womp's Fortress from Mario 64. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just imagine I, I want, if they took yeah. Mario Odyssey 2 and the Odyssey was through the old worlds in the Mario Odyssey graphical style. Yeah, yes. so, that would be cool so, too. So like you go through... Reimagining Ma- of those levels. So there's like a Mar- like the world will be Mario 1, then there's a Mario mm-hmm. 2, and a Mario 3, and a Mario World, and a Mario 64, and Mario Sunshine, which would be the picture. And then you get Galaxy, and you get mm-hmm. all the... Maybe even Mario Land. Like You could do the uh, Mario Luigi... Sagas. Yeah, like you could do paper, paper, paper Mario, Mario, Mario yep. RPG, and we can get some uh, Gino. <laughs> oh. You know what? I you know, as we I want to play the like, Mario teaches typing level. Yes, <laughs> you got jump want, on the keys. I, I want Mario's missing. I want Mario's to go on a geographical level. adventure to go Mario's find time him. Hotel, <laughs> hotel Mario. <laughs> fun <laughs> with fun with numbers and fun with letters. Mario Paint. I want to. Yeah. I want to swap flies. Yes, Mario Paint style. I mean, they already have a lot of that stuff in Mario. Back to Mario Land, like legit Daisy, what Mario Land? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Super Mario Land, and like imagine like because you know Mario gets all the different outfits. The different outfits could look at like the styles of those games. You could have a black and white Mario. Like that would be the ultimate Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, they did. So just imagine that would be the perfect Odyssey too. Would be a tribute to all the games. The next Mm -hmm. Odyssey. Like, I mean, think flawless. think about how well it worked with Odyssey One, where you jump into the pipe and you become eight bit. Yeah, it it worked really well. It was super fun. It was short, right? It was just like a little mini game kind of thing, but it was it was a great throwback. And then especially in the um, the new Donk City when you're fighting Donkey Kong, that was awesome. And it's <laughs> things like that. It's just like he's been around long enough that you could start to really pay tribute to his past games because there's just so many of them. And if you don't want to do remasters of the older ones, it's like make them a part of the game. Yeah, just just reimagine them in the Mario Odyssey engine. So that's yeah. it's 3D. It doesn't jump into Mario 1. You're not playing right. 8-bit. You're playing Mario Odyssey just with it. Like you're literally playing through the original Mushroom Kingdom. Like that would be That'd super be awesome. You know, we cool. can go as crazy with this as possible. Like a second playable character could be Stanley the Bugman. 
<laughs> Donkey Kong Street. <laughs> Stanley, That's forget it. Luigi. This, is, this has gone too far. <laughs> Poor Luigi. Make it four player. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh goodness. yeah, I referenced Mario RPG by having Luigi only be in the manual. Remember that, kids? When Luigi wasn't in games anymore. <laughs> did you know Luigi is a twin of Mario? Because I did not know that. <laughs> Mario, Mario, and Luigi, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> we all Marioed out. Um, so, so most of my predictions are, are different types of games. Um, so, here is my one of my out of left field predictions. Um, so I'm thinking that Nintendo is everybody's saying, oh, they're going to need to do GameCube releases. Um, I think we're going to see either a port or a new version of F-Zero-GX slash AX. That's what that I was such see. a good game, but would you that over a new F Zero? Um, I want to see at least a new F Zero. It would be amazing <laughs> if it was a brand new one. But if they did like an HD remaster of GXAX, that would yeah. that would be amazing because the game is looks gorgeous still to this day. It does so, and like, you don't have to use cheat codes to unlock the AX courses. Make them all there. Exactly. And put in. The, what about the the course builder from the sixty four DD? Yes. So, so just imagine, like, if they HD'd it, there'd be so much space left over still, where you could just literally share your own courses online on Switch Online. Like, it would just, it would be amazing to have an F Zero because right now we just have fast racing. Um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which are just basically tributes to F-Zero. Why not? Mario Kart 8 has two F-Zero tracks. Yes, it does. <clears throat> but imagine high-speed F-Zero. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> so that's mine. F-Zero GX slash AX um, released either as a uh, you know an actual just straight-up GameCube port, but I would love an HD remaster. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead, Barry. All right, my uh, next one piggybacks off my first and counters your first, Jeffrey. Uh-oh. Um, is that I feel that N- Nintendo was, was saying that they want a new Zelda every year, and they have, so far, followed through. I think that Breath of the Wild 2 will be the Zelda this year. Ooh. We'll launch holiday 2020 on the same day as the Switch Pro and the same day as the PS5 or the Xbox X, whichever one, to compete, to really hammer in the home. You know what? You should be with Switch. Here's a higher power Switch, and here's Breath of the Wild 2. I hope you're same right. Day. I hope you're right. That would be an amazing year for us. Like, oh my god. Just imagine if we get a brand new Breath of the Wild this year. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> this year. Like this year, though, like I, I know it seems like it's like we're going to get it in like 2022. Like, well, you have to you, they, if this could very well be like a Majora's Mask thing where they're reusing the assets. Oh, they, they absolutely built, so. are. And so. so that's where like you absolutely could be right. And, and Majora's Mask right. was two years and it's been two what years. 20 was for three years. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Plus, remember. Breath of the Wild was probably finished prior to and was just delayed for the Switch's launch. They could have been working on it even before it launched. Nice. I hope so, man. I hope so. Um, What do you got, JP? Nintendo Labo 5. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's funny. It's like, I don't necessarily think, like, I don't necessarily think I want so many new IPs because Mm -mm. they have so many good ones already. You know, we talk about 
ports and remasters. And for the Switch, I'm perfectly fine with that because they have that library. I think this is the year Metroid Prime Trilogy is going to come out. Um, But if I want to make a fun prediction, aside from that, I think we're going to see from Sega the Vanquish Bayonetta 1 combo that's coming out on the other consoles. I think we're going to get that for the Switch, and that means we're finally going to get Bayonetta 1 on a cartridge. (laughs) I'm going to cry so hard if that happens. (laughs) The Switch community will lose their mind because so many people went and bought that Climax edition. Overnight, that thing just drops to like five bucks. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, it, you know, oh. even if it did, it, that that nonstop climax is still a very nice set. It is, but you know what yeah. though? Even if they did that, it would be the 360 PS3 version of Bayonetta. Wouldn't have the Nintendo costumes and stuff like that that mm. are mm-hmm. in the, the nonstop one. Hmm. Yeah, good point. Good point. That would be cool. Man, crazy. I I. I was really hoping, though, that the first Direct of the year was going to be uh, like a Nintendo showcase for the first quarter, first half of the year. Yeah. Um, that I know, but I, I hope that that's what it was going to be this week. Then we could have talked about how excited we are for all the things that you just announced. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It's better that it didn't happen um, because if it did, some of these predictions may be announced in that Direct, and then it would be like, well, my prediction was this. It kind of feels cheap. That's what we get the predictions in first, and then if it comes out afterwards, like, hey, you know what? We have recorded that we said it first. So that means Nintendo is really waiting for us to air this episode, and then they can release their presentation. Honestly, this is my prediction for for that. It's going to be the week of the 20th, um, because when we do Nintendo Fuse podcasts, usually there's a Direct right afterwards, like almost... (laughs) Like all the time, there's a direct announce. It's always afterwards, and and this week we did one, and there's the Pokemon direct. So we, we were joked about it there, and, and I do think it's going to be the week of the twentieth because that's our next podcast week. So it's like, oh, that's that's going to be that week. Sounds good to me. <laughs> so, um, do you guys have any predictions on any of the limited companies or limited editions? Because that would be yeah. Okay, so what's know, what do you got? We know there's a new one. So Physicality Games uh, announced yeah. themselves at the end of last year, stating that this is going to be the year where they start releasing games. So that I'm going to think that within the next few weeks, we're going to start seeing their first release. We've got Game Fairy releasing uh, con- Portal Constru- Constructor Bridge Portal, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, Bridge Constructor Portal. Construct- yeah. And then also um, they have their second game already up. So we're going to be seeing more from them. I have a feeling we may see one or two more companies enter this market or try to enter. But I think I, I don't think we're going to see too, too many more. Uh, you what know a bad prediction. So, Not one anymore. So here's my prediction. Why? Here's my anymore. Here's my prediction. It's going to get predictions. Now, my, my prediction is that the established companies will stay, right? But yeah. I think a lot of the actual developers will become publishers. Mm-hmm. Because if the if these companies are able to come in and left seat games and right seat ride games and all these crazy things where they're just literally publishing, mm-hmm. we're going to see this year, I think, the first batch of actual developers just saying, I'm going to release it myself because... We can we can do it, and and it'll take somebody special like a Mega Cat Studios who was doing retro publishing on the side mm-hmm. while they were working on Virtual Tech, and now they're 
doing they I know they partner and have a like Japanese thing on on Plasia for Coffee Crisis. Um, no, I, no, that's getting a UK release. Yeah, and I think that they're going to publish their own in a limited mm-hmm. compu- like if anybody could do it like this year it would probably be them they i haven't talked to them i haven't talked to james who who runs it i i've shared tables with them at conventions and stuff but i have not talked to them so this is just literally a prediction but like that would be an example of a company that could handle it at a high quality um you know jeff mm-hmm. it's kind of funny you say that because i don't know if you saw there was an article that platinum games has partnered with tencent in China, and they talked about while they're going to stay an independent company, they, one of the things they're looking into is publishing their own games as oh, opposed damn. to having somebody else. I did. Was that your Was that your news? No. Okay. No. <laughs> no I was like, because you said he had news for us people. <laughs> no, no. This is this is something else. I just wasn't sure if you saw that because that no, kind of no. rings true with what you said. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that. So that's my that's my prediction with all these limited companies is that it's not that they're going to go away. It's not that there's going to be a bubble that's going to burst. I think it's going to become diverse, and mm-hmm. I th- I think it's literally going to go away from. Oh, we have this many companies, and it's like, oh no, we just have this many games to choose, and it's mm-hmm. the companies aren't going to matter as a as a stressor. It's more like, all right, so now I'm going to get the I'm going to support all the games I want to buy, and there's going to be more games, Barry. Sorry, like there's going to be a lot <laughs> oh, of games. This. Oh darn, <laughs> <Well>, first world <laughs> problems, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Two things. Two things. One is we do see one already doing that, which was Nikalis. Yes. Because Ikaruga yep. is going to be exclusive to their site. Umihara did come out in retail, but that was their last game. I'm I'm 99% sure that was going to retail. Moving forward, it's going to be on their store. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of who else could publish, I don't know if you saw this, Jeffrey, but Pico had put out a Kickstarter teaser for their upcoming like project. Mm-hmm. And they listed Switch. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. At least I'm fairly sure I saw that, and I I so, could see them. Doing I know I know Eli stuff. really well. Um, I actually went to his store opening in San Antonio. Um, did some yep. book signs and stuff, and he um, he would absolutely be able to do it at a high quality. Um, mm-hmm. And I know he's if if he is, I'm pretty sure he's he's dabbling in getting his publishing license um, for the Switch. I know he was, <laughs> so he may be approved and. Uh, he would absolutely be able to, but he's again not a developer, right? He's a publisher. He actually owns a lot of IPs, um, but he publishes. And right. that so is Nicholas. They're not developing games. I'm saying uh, that the developers, the developers are going to start publishing themselves and cutting out the middleman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's going to allow an explosion because if. I can sit there and we can do a Switch Mania Playcast games and do a limited edition and probably get funded on Kickstarter if we got an IP of a game that's in demand. And we absolutely could do that. Um, Then what's to prevent a developer from doing the same thing, right? If it's a game that enough people want, like, say, Toby Fox decided to just take uh, the next Undertale... Um, you know, uh, Delta Rune, and just go. All right, so let's go to Kickstarter with it, and he'll publish it. Like it'll be published. Right. It'll be funded in a day. Like so, I think we're gonna see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And and then now they may go to like Limited Run or you know another company uh, that does amazing quality or Super Rare or somebody and publish through them under the table or something. But they'll be the the main name. 
Mm-hmm. That's my prediction, is that we're going to see a lot of developers jumping in on this. Because I don't see what... If we're seeing all these companies pop up o- overnight, um, over the last year it was insane. And this year it sounds like it's about to be insane again. Um, I don't see why the developers wouldn't. You think about it like from a financial I, business perspective. I would say they wouldn't want to if they don't want to handle with the logistics of it. Well, yeah, that, and that's where I don't think everybody's going to do it. And I don't think everybody wants to deal with it. Some just want to make games, right? Right. Um, and, and that's where the existing companies are, are good for because they are established. They can mm-hmm. handle that piece of the business where you make the games – we can handle the distribution. We can handle the yeah. artwork, the yeah. physical nature of it. And I still think, no, you know, no matter, I, I could see exactly what you're saying. I still think there's going to be a huge pool of games still available oh, that yeah. would not be getting physical releases without limited run, super rare. And, so and that's think- why I started my prediction with nothing is going to happen to the established yeah. companies because limited run is a good track record uh super rare has a great business model um you, you got your your whole new world now with the that was first press right first correct pr- yep. okay make sure it's not first press and first print because the damn same name one print one, one print, print. Game. print um they did carol blaster yeah but like first press like shot out their goodwill first game from the their triple and it's like an amazing quality slipcase so like yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. yeah and then you got the um <clears throat> Is it? Let me think. It's yeah, strictly um, limited. Special reserve. Special reserve. I'm, I'm looking at SRG. Special reserve games with their quality of their limited editions, with the awesome like material, oh, yeah. the boxes, like like the the companies that are doing me in them boxes. <laughs> <laughs> they need to re-release Panty Party. No. <laughs> but but that's the thing is like those with the track record there's always going and there's going to be a giant pool of games. I mean, yeah. I have so many games that I'm covering in the digital only section that haven't gotten a release in year 1 alone. And the problem becomes when you have developers going, we're going to release at least in the US 5,000 copies. That's it. Mm-hmm. And it could be where it sits for a while, it's not necessarily going to sell out. But when you get a lot of companies that may say, hey, we're going to only publish in, let's say, in the UK, 3,000, and many more developers are doing that, and they're releasing games at the same time, yep. then that creates a problem for, I would call, I would call it the, the semi-to-hardcore collector. Because now <laughs> it's like, well, these games normally would have been in retail, they go on sale in a year, they're going to still be around, and now a company's telling me, oh, it's only going to be 3,000 copies, and 10 companies are telling me that? Mm-hmm. That that's where it may start to cause a problem. We're not there, you know. I don't think we're there. Yeah, it would um, it would affect me the type of collector that I am. As if I know it's a game I want, I'm going to pick it up. Uh, the right. style, the genre, especially if it's a limited one, those are the ones that I'm pre-ordering because I'm like, well, I may or may not like it, and right. if I don't, I wouldn't have a problem getting rid of it. But um, but my thing is, I have to pre-order because with a three thousand print run, it won't be available. So, but with you guys getting a one of everything, like it's just you guys are already in it too too deep. You're. (laughs) I am never coming out of this rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) I live here now. Dragging me down there. My dark dark hole is just my place (laughs) of solace. That could be taken the wrong way, JP. <laughs> I guess so. I've been flying it back. I'm going to be in the car going like, what did I just say? 
your kids, your your eventually come daddy, and your you know you'll die and your kids will be like, what did daddy leave me? Oh, just a bunch of Switch games. <laughs> it's a black hole. <laughs> black hole Switch game. I'm just gonna turn into a Switch game one day. It's just gonna be I'm gonna have so many of them. Gonna poof. To He's gonna go away and go. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> You know, no joke. I started doing that at work now. I'll start doing the theme song and like randomly throughout the day. Oh my and I'm God. like, oh my gosh, it's a part of me now. <laughs> Your coworkers. Is that people know the theme song. <laughs> well, I think it was it was hilarious how surprised you were that people were actually looking for you last year at Midwest Gaming Classic, and people uh-huh. people literally know. Of course they do. <laughs> like I, I love I love the one guy. He was like. He saw the business card at your table. He's like, oh, are you with JP Switch Mania? And I'm like, I am JP Switch Mania. He's like, cool. <laughs> and it was so, like, deflating. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I am, cool. I am going to PAX this oh. year, PAX East. And I think what I'm really excited about is, like, people have been going, like, oh, I'm going too. We got to meet up. And obviously I get to meet with all the developers and publishers I've been talking with, like, through email or through Twitter. Yeah. And that's going to be exciting because it's going to be the first time where – you know, I'm wearing my shirt, wearing the logo, and I'm curious to see if people are gonna know who I am. <laughs> so it should be fun. Too short. People will know who you are. Yeah. What? I said I think you're selling yourself too short. People will know who you are. Yeah. For yeah. They sure. could be like, you're the guy. You know what they're gonna be? They're gonna be. Like, you're the guy that made me spend all my money. Yeah. That, yeah. That's yeah what you're, happens you're, all the time. You're the guy who makes me double dip and triple dip. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, JP, I love you. But you make me spend so much, and I'm like, I don't do anything. Every time I get the notification that you post something, I'm like, oh, no. My poor wallet, what is this? That's true, and this is crazy. I think what's crazy is, like, throughout the entire day, websites just keep updating themselves. I just wish that, like, 8 a.m. is when they did all the updates with all the new stuff for the day, and that was it. But, no, it's like 8 a.m., there's a new game on Amazon. At 1 p.m., there's a new game on GameStop. At 2 in the morning, there's a game on, on Amazon UK, and I'm just like... You got to organize this better because I'm going crazy. <laughs> no, thank you. But, um, yeah. Are either of you guys open to come to Midwest Gaming Classic for, for a panel? Because I'm definitely going to Midwest Gaming Classic this year. Where is it even? Uh, it's in Milwaukee, so it's a pretty big hub for a flight. Um, I know JP came out last year and we did a panel with Kyle from my old VGBS podcast and Sarah Mark. Strength. For two days, <laughs> he did. He got stranded. <laughs> he was so nervous about the snow. Oh I was so paranoid getting to the airport because on that Sunday it was just snow like coming down, and I'm just like, we gotta get to the airport. And Jeffrey's like, calm down, we're fine, we're fine. I get to the airport. No sooner am I eating at like the Chili's there, it's like flight canceled. I get my bag, go to the hotel across the street. Next day it's nice and sunny. I'm like an hour from leaving, and all of a sudden I get a notification, flight canceled again. And I'm oh, just stranded man. in Wisconsin all by myself yeah. playing Tales of Vesperia for two days. Oh, darn. You're not <laughs> sewing this well, you know? <laughs> yeah. And and here's I the other thing like is it. JP shouldn't have left the convention early. Should have just hung out with us. It's true. I shouldn't have. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to try. I just don't know if I'll be able so to. So this year, um, my daughter's spring break is right after. Mm-hmm. So we're going to – like my wife and daughter are coming out, but we have a friend that's in Milwaukee, and, and she's going to st- – Stay with they're gonna stay with um her so nice. that way the convention will be fun sunday hang out all day too because it's friday saturday and sunday um mm-hmm. sunday hang out all day and not have to leave early which would be great um mm-hmm. and then when we leave out we're gonna drive out to uh indiana and visit family and stuff from milwaukee Hi. 
Yeah, so we're going to have, like, a good old, nice Midwest Gaming Classic. Um, there we definitely have a panel lined up. Um, if you guys come out, that'd be amazing. Um, and the room will be will be covered. We're going to have a Switch Mania Playcast room, people listening. So you can party. Party it oh up. Oh, my. JP and the the, ch- the chair sleeper. JP fell asleep in the chair every night. <laughs> he kept falling asleep in the chair. I'm like, he's like, yeah, I just, I'm getting comfortable. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like curling up in a little ball. <laughs> just hugging my switch. I'm all good. Yeah, he was. He's in there playing Tales of Asperia that time. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, that's my um the first convention that I'm planning on. There's another one that's out in Ohio that I was invited to. I can't remember if it's before or after, but um, I'm going to try to make it. But if anything, mm. it'll be um, 8-Bit Steve, one of my authors, will be out there at that one for sure. Cause no. He can drive to that one in Ohio. Um, he's also coming out. I think he's driving out to um, Milwaukee as well because he's going to do a separate panel um, for the Easy Way Friday the 13th where mm-hmm. he'll be beating, um, having somebody beat Friday the 13th following his instructions live during the panel. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so that'll be super cool. Um, so, yeah, that'll be awesome. And, of course, Video Games Monthly will be there trying to uh, get us all drunk, which will be fun. <laughs> that's what they do it's so true i would just be watching you guys because i don't drink so <laughs> i honestly i only drink at conventions i don't even drink at home i don't i just but at conventions it's fun i went in rome um i don't get drunk i just have a good time like it's just fun to to hang out with friends and and as jp realized last year i know a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like everybody, you know everybody. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you don't know who that is," and he's like, "No," and he just walks away because I was just saying, "Hey, what's up? It's been a while," and he's like, "Yeah, that's uh, Tim Kitzra who does the voice for NBA Jam <laughs> and Mutant Football League." <laughs> if I come this year, I am bringing my Mutant League football and I'm having him sign it. Heck yeah, that would be amazing. I actually should do the uh, same. Um, yep. This year we'll get him to do some uh, spots for. We'll, we'll get him and some other people. That's my goal this year is to have people yeah. do spots for the playcast. Say, hey, yeah, this is blah blah great. blah, and you're listening to oh, the Switch so cool. Media playcast because I got because I got him to do one for video game bullshit, and I got Howard uh, Phillips to do one for video game bullshit, <laughs> and, the, and then we never did another episode after that panel. <laughs> <laughs> we literally uploaded the um, angry video game nerd episode, which we recorded two years before that. Um, <laughs> It's where, like, Kyle is doing the editing and took him, like, a year to edit that one episode. I'm like, I get them out in 15 minutes after we record. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also doing major editing, which I... We, what we say is what we say, people. We don't edit anything out. <laughs> we, are, we are this terrible in real life. <laughs> um, do you guys have any other major uh, predictions before we move on? I don't. Um, I have I have a few others that I just wrote down quickly. Okay, yeah, go ahead, definitely jump in. Um, I had a uh, few a uh, few little things uh, that, that this year we're going to see N sixty four titles appear on the Nintendo Switch Online, hmm. and they're not going to raise the cost, hmm. so it's going to be twenty still, but they're going to add that as a function. Probably not going to put a lot of games, but um, they'll have it there. To- I will yeah. counter you with instead of sixty four Game Boy. Yes. Yeah. Um, because 64 is tough to emulate, and it was pretty crappy on um, when they released it in the old Virtual Console. Um, so I I counter it with Game Boy just to, you know, that's fine. Pour salt it in the could wind. Be either one. <laughs> All right, what's up? Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> another one I had was uh, that if you follow their mobile strategy, their whole mobile strategy was Ooh. to get uh, a game out there to let people know uh, about the IP and then put an IP out on the Switch, kind of like a gateway, Ooh. you know. And they they did, you know, Animal Crossing is now coming to Switch after Pocket Camp and um, Mitomo even to Tamadachi Life for the 3DS and, Pokemon. and Fire Emblem. Um, Pokemon, well, Pokemon Go and then Pokemon Let's but, Go. But, that's, but yeah. Pokemon Go is not part of their strategy. That's the Pokemon company. Mm-hmm. Like Fire Emblem Heroes was a strategy to Fire Emblem Three Houses. So I say that they're going to do their first exclusive IP that's been on the mobile is going to be brought to the Switch in a new capacity, and that's Dragalia Lost, um, which has done exceptionally well on the mobile. And I think we're going to see uh, a version of our game set in that world, in that universe, uh, on the Switch. They're going to bring that over. And I haven't really played Dragalia Lost at all. So good. Oh, that sounds cool then. I've yeah. played it every day since launch, and I really? still play it every day. That's awesome. Then maybe that'll come over. And if, if, and if you're right with this marketing strategy, then could we possibly see a new Mario Kart? It could be, and a new <laughs> Doctor Mario because that's what they wanted. Yeah, Even Mario Run came out, and then Mario, Mario Odyssey. Like they they realized the mobile audience is super broad. We can let people who maybe don't they don't know our IPs get to know our IPs, and then oh, the next game is on the Switch. Bring mm-hmm. them over that way. So that's what they wanted. Oh, um, the please last don't I, bring I, Mario Kart over with those stupid loot boxes, though. No. Oh, my no. God. Um, oh. The, uh, the last one I did have, uh, which is a prediction I've had for several years now, oh. and it's never come true. <laughs> oh, and no. that is, that is we're, we're finally going to see what Retro's working on outside of Metroid Prime 4. Um, and Battletoads. <laughs> well, they're, they're not doing Battletoads. On the Xbox, they are, and it looks terrible. No, that's not Retro Studios. No, it's not Retro. No, Retro's Rare. Nintendo. Rare's doing that. R- you're, yeah, no, I'm talking Retro Studios. Oh. Uh, outside of Metroid Prime 4, we're going to see what they've been working on since Tropical Freeze. Uh-oh. I'm not saying it's going to come out. I'm saying we're at least going to see something. <laughs> Ooh, maybe. Um, so those are my predictions. So my way out of left field, which is a hope and a hope that we get a finally, and this has been a prediction of mine for a while, a finally... Get a new Star Tropics. Oh my God, I would love to see my friends <laughs> back. Holy it's crap! Time. We need new Star Tropics, people. Like, if yes. nobody's familiar with Star Tropics, it was literally like they wanted it to be their next Legend of Zelda on the NES. It had little grid-based jumping and puzzle exploration. Had boss battles. Mike Jones with his yo-yo. And <laughs> I want to see him in Smash too. Yeah, and I mean, and then the sequel, Star Tropics to uh, Zelda's Revenge, was okay. Um, I liked it. Still good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't as iconic as the first, but it was still good. Um, if if they do it though, I would love to just see that. I mean, they would probably just call it Star Tropics because they're jerks um, instead of <laughs> Star Tropics Three. But I would just love to see another game in that world. Well, see, that's something Retro could do um, mm-hmm. because Retro is an American developer, and Star Tropics was not released in Japan. It was nope. American, uh, just for American audiences, and uh, which is why we haven't seen anything with it over the years. Yeah, yeah, they, they don't even really acknowledge it outside of the the was a Wii or the Wii U got a virtual console release of it, mm-hmm. but it's and I think it's on the NES Classic, but. Uh, 
Yeah, it would be great to see another Star Trek. Oh. <laughs> now, now that Reggie's retired, are we going to finally see Mother Three? Yeah. <laughs> Bowser. That would have that would have been the first thing I did as Bowser. I would have walked in there and said, "Mother Three happening done." <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. But yeah, so those are some solid predictions. We'll see if um if any of them come true. Um, I think a few of them are inevitable. Um, and also like a blanket, we're going to see more Wii U ports. Like, well, yeah. I, I mean, it would be great to see a fixed Star Fox Zero, but I think they lost... I mean, if they lost a lot of money, they should release it on the Switch, because it would make money. Um, I'd like to see a Star Fox game without the same storyline. Let them yeah, continue. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what happens afterwards, because they keep rebooting it. <laughs> well, I mean, if they just call it Star Fox Zero Switch, or Star Fox Zero R, or whatever they decide to call it. Um, but like if they just throw that out cause it's an easy port and then give us a sequel. But, um, I would, I would love to see that one fixed and get rid of those gimmicks that really made the Wii U version not great. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen. That's why I didn't put it in my predictions. Just like, I think the wonderful 101 also didn't do as well as, as they would have liked. Um, although I'd love to see that come out. Um, again, I think we're going to get. I think we're going to see that on the Switch. I don't know. I, I would love to. Um, or Devil's Third. Or Devil's Third. <laughs> Devil's Third. Yeah. I mean, basically, you're just hitting the main exclusives. <laughs> like, at this point, that's left. Um, and, I mean, we may just see everything come over just because Well, we could get, easy. like, Barbie's the bicycle ride game and Animal Doctor and all that stuff. <laughs> you never know. What about, what about, um... What about Wii games coming over? I don't know how easy it is to port. You know which one I want? Xenoblade's coming over right now. Yeah. Yeah. I want Zack and Wiki. Oh, this would be amazing. Zack and Wiki and Punch-Out. Punch-Out. I want to see Last Story. Punch-Out using the ring fit. (laughs) The odds of us getting Last Story is incredibly slim considering that Nintendo themselves didn't even have enough faith to bring it over even after Operation Rainfall and we needed (laughs) XSeed to do it. How about um? How about Punch Out using the Ring Fit where it adds kicks to it? <laughs> kick. <God. laughs> kick out. You know, you know, you know that should be really cool. I want um, what do you call them? Not like brass knuckles, but I want like a knuckle accessory where you put the Joy-Con on top of like your knuckles and you <laughs> grip it around and then you box. And I think that'd be awesome. I mean, some kind of boxing peripheral. You, you have amazing. to make sure you have something that wraps around the Joy-Con yes. so it doesn't fall. Or, and, or fall through your TV. Well, think about it. You could, <laughs> you could have something similar to the ring con strap, like the leg strap. It just goes it, over it just the entire thing. That locks, but it has something that locks over it, like goes over the thumbstick. Just so it's boxing gloves. Yeah. yeah. Just get those crappy Wii peripherals that you put the you know the Wii motes in. And so there you what go. we're saying, Nintendo, is we want more crappy peripherals. <laughs> yes, more crap. We, Labo's we, not doing well, but we want boxing gloves. You know, we we already went through a whole segment where we we're talking about how we have no space and we don't want more peripherals. Now you're coming out with more peripherals. Let's reboot well, Rock Band. Punch out. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> What's funny though is Rock Band is going to become the next thing that when people get nostalgic for it, it's going to go up in price because everybody got rid of all the plastic crap. That that is going to go up in price, especially like the really high quality Guitar Hero stuff or like the better quality stuff, not the third party crap. But um, but a lot of that first party stuff is going to go up in price when people want to rekindle. Um, we did keep one set at in our house, which I've had to move around since we haven't been playing it, but we've kept one set. 
I did have a lot of fun with that game, though. I just remember my biggest regret was they, um, with the last one, they released um, a real guitar with one of yes. them. And it came out like months after it was released. So I was already like done and done with the game at that point. And I was like, man, I can't really get into it. And, this, mm-hmm. and that was before they had the one game guitar the the guitar playing game that came out too rock smith yeah where you put where you put the guitar with it that's awesome but yeah i i really think that stuff's gonna be expensive just like probably i i don't i don't know if the you know the labo stuff's gonna be that expensive because i think a lot of people are keeping it sealed mm-hmm. but yeah the stuff that people throw out is what it's what becomes not collectible but pricey just like um steel battalion mm-hmm. but yeah damn i really that's crazy though um shall we finally move over to what we've uh, gotten in this yes this, are we this gonna talk week. about the pokemon direct um yes in the news in the news <laughs> All right. in the news jp <laughs> there's a big thing that happened this week yeah in the news we'll he's, talk about he's it. rushing things in- yeah. Follow Let's the see. outline, JP. JP, there was an outline. Um, I, I don't follow rules. I make them. <laughs> I make the rules. Um, so I only got in a little bit of things this week. I didn't get in a whole lot because um, it's the beginning of the year. Um, and so besides forgetting the Mega SG console, which has Ultra Core on it built in, by the way. So mm-hmm. that's a Switch game. Um, I do have it physically. I don't know if you guys got yours in. We might find out. I have. Not have I finally. Sh- I what got I? the. I think I got the shipping notification, but they had told me what happened on Twitter is I guess they had either switched warehouses or hired additional help where they didn't update the tracking information. But apparently, all of them had gone had had shipped out already. But I have not got mine. I've not gotten mine. So I'm hoping in the next by the end of next week we'll both have it. So, um, the one game that I got in this week, and because I'm a dork, I got it in twice, um, <laughs> was Gigantic Army. Um, Only twice? And I got the VGNY Soft version twice, because I'm a dork. Oh. Um, I didn't realize that I pre-ordered it back in September, <laughs> um, and I did, and then it went to my old address and had to be forwarded, so I didn't get it. So when I ordered it last week after we talked about it, I got in number like 1,430 something or some some ridiculously high number. Today, I got in number 20 out of 1,500. Wow. I got 18. Yeah. I think mine's like 60 something. Yeah. So I got in number 20, um, which I have sealed. So I messaged VGNY and said, hey, so I got two of them and I'm not going to keep one. Do you want to? partner for a giveaway or something so we'll see if they want to vgny soft wants to do some kind of giveaway because they've already worked with a certain jp switch mania so yes we we have a giveaway ending in two days for number one out of 1500 yeah so when they uh decide to do number one and it gets popular maybe we'll do number 20 there you go (laughs) who knows um i just messaged them because i'm like i don't really I just did you throw my name out there of course i just said switch mania please course um but that's really i mean i got in some nes homebrew and stuff um but like some really old ones too like super nes snake which is two which is like a original og homebrew um but that's all i got in for switch um i have a lot of stuff pre-ordered that was saying that it's shipped so that's awesome mm-hmm. but i'll talk about that when i get them in nice um, what are the main stuff that you guys got in 
I got like 15 games in. Yeah, so the highlights, JP. <laughs> okay, highlights. First one, first one is an EU Japan only, but it's Dr. Kawashima's brain training. For oh, the nice. And it comes with the stylus. And if anyone's wondering, the stylus is actually just inside the case. It's not a bigger box or anything like that. Oh, so good. I was, uh, at first I was like, is the stylus really in there? And I looked, I was like, oh yeah, I can see it. It's in there. But I like games like that. Like I like puzzle games, I like games that, you know, you... You can keep playing because there's really no end to it. It's, yeah. know, it's training for, for your brain. Uh-huh. Um, and that's not like limited, that. right? Because it's no, Nintendo. No, no. So, like, if we make that a Playcast game in the future, like, that'll get me to buy it for sure. Because I, I, I do like that type of game, too. Yeah. We could we could do the How Old Is Your Brain Challenge, and we can each see if uh, <laughs> it's close to how old we are. And you know what's really cool? I'm looking at it now. It uses the IR motion camera to detect your finger shape. So if you're holding up one or two or you're making a fist and things like that. Oh, no. Um, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I haven't seen that cool. since 1-2-Switch. Yeah. Dangerous. So it's nice to know that they're still doing that kind of stuff. So Okay, so that was that was an EU release. So, so keep that um, game in your back pocket for a, um, for a possible future, for sure. Yes. I like um, it. So an- another highlight, um, and if... Limited run Doug is listening, and this one's for him. Uh-oh. Farming Simulator 20, I got. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, just a pause, okay. Farming, wait, did that, did that came out? I thought that came out already. Yeah, I, well, these are games that I just picked up. I'm a little okay. behind. You, when, when JP says I got a game in, it makes me immediately go to my catalog. If I'm like, wait, that's a U.S. release. Did I I could have swore I got that. Did that just come out now? Did I forget to pre-order that? Yeah. You have me so paranoid. But no, Sometimes I got that. Sometimes I'm a little... Well, yeah, I, I saw JP post some stuff, and I'm like, oh, he just got in a few of these games. So, yeah, we just yeah. go over the favorites of the favorites, not the farming simulators, JP. Oh, <laughs> okay, first of all, you get to ride a horse. There's an open world. There's like over... A hundred authentic vehicles. Don't knock this game. Gives me indigestion. <laughs> what do you think I'm going to be promoting as one of the games we play now? It's going to be a farming game. No, no, I veto it. <laughs> uh, are, are, are Barry and I going to veto that suggestion? Probably. I will have to convince you both to play this game. You gotta have a, you gotta have a convince. Yeah, that might be good for an off week. You can convince us. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, so one game out of Japan was the ESP Raid. R-A-D-E, which is a shmup game. Yeah. Uh, looks t- really good. Does it have so tape mode? <laughs> and, and this is going to be for you collectors out there, because I don't think a lot of people knew this, but Amazon Japan had a special pre-order bonus, with, which was an alternate cover that they shipped um, with the game, but on the outside that it was flat, like, you know, uh, protected. But it's an alternate holiday, like, christmas theme cover. And since it got, you know, revealed, after the game came out, because nobody really was paying attention to this, it sold out on Amazon Japan. So ah. if you're a collector and you like those covers, yeah, you may hope that it comes back in stock. But if not, uh, you're probably going to have to find it on the aftermarket. Um, yeah, and, right. I, and my thing is is that I was a big, huge shoot 'em up fan for a while. Um, but I cut my losses because I'm so far behind my backlog on the Switch for shoot 'em up. So I haven't bought a lot of the new ones. Like, I haven't even gotten the third edition of the um the trilogy of shoot 'em ups that Sikyo? came out yeah the psycho yeah. or whatever i haven't even gotten that is that esp in actual english or is it just playable because it's a shmup no psych the psycho game no no the no, esp the one. ESP, one. Uh, esp so it doesn't technically support english but you can navigate the menus some of it has English, but 
Yeah. Justification. <laughs> no English, no buy. No so, English, no buy. <laughs> all right. And then I'm just going to pick one more, and maybe it's a less popular one. And it did come out in December, but I just got it. Um, was Call of Juarez Gunslinger. But yeah. this is a Fosical. So it's only a, a I call Fosical. Fosical. I call it a piece of crap, but I still bought it. Fo- <laughs> it was tw- it you would, know you're it was right. It would be bucks. it would be Fosical, but I want to call it Fosical. <laughs> Closer <laughs> to fake. Twenty bucks, and they enhanced it for the Switch thanks to motion control and HD rumble. But it's also a SD card Download. hog. It's what? An SD card hog, a download only. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I become a sucker for these releases. I consider them like its own subsection. I'm like, you know what? It is. I kind of got to go for the full collection. And there are Spain exclusives. And I'm just like, I can't pay that much for them right now because I already have a real physical of those same games. I mean, there are four sections to Switch collecting according to a certain certain Switch collector's guide. Um, And so we have physical, digital only, physical, and Japan. And Japan, or not Japan only, but non-English. So yeah. those are your four sections. And so Barry does two of them. Yes. <laughs> but they are their no, own subsections. I do, do three you do, and a half of them. You do non-Japanese? Yeah, I do. I do U.S. I do English-speaking non-U.S. And I do the physical that so are released in U.S. English-speaking non-U.S. fits right in. Yeah. yeah. That's part of it. It's just that's different territories. As long as it's in our native language, the ugly American mm. collectors, certain <laughs> collectors guide will be. Um, it'll be in the name normal section. It's not separated. Okay. I could do yeah. that, but I was like, no. It's I am set soon as going in with it. Like, like that first year, there's only really a couple. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't buy every Japanese. Like, I will not buy the the visual novels. Those kind of. Things. I won't even buy RPGs. That require heavy text reading because to me it's just like I'm really just going to buy it for a collector purpose and I don't go that far. But if mm-hmm. it's a game like like um, this, or even there was one that was um, oh my gosh, I forget the name of it. It was like Rabbit X something. It was like a cute little platform puzzle game that mm-hmm. didn't really have English, but you didn't need English to go through the game. Mm-hmm. Those are the games that I'll I'll look at and be like, I think I'm going to pick it up if it's a puzzle game or something like that. That doesn't require a lot of reading, but the text-heavy ones, I just don't even bother because there's just if it doesn't support English, there's just no point really. I'm for me. 100 the same, 100 the same way, and I mean literally my NES oddities book, the Famicom section is that. It's all <laughs> games you can enjoy without knowing Japanese for Japanese yeah. old games, and you know there's no English on most of those, but um, they're still enjoyable. And the, I'm the same way. If something like La Mulana Two technically is is still somewhat playable, um, even though it's coming now. Um, but that was an example of me like, oh, I'll get this one in Japanese. Right. And now I'm like, I won't get any of those because they'll release it in the U.S. eventually. Jerks. They will. I, I'm convinced on that. Yeah, I'm I'm with you now. But um, yeah, I I definitely think. It's a, it's a way to go. If you can convince me, listeners or JP Barry, to split <laughs> off the games into their own sections in, in said collector's book, because for the future it might make categorizing easier. Um, I, I would like um, the region games to be split. Yeah, I might. Because I, I, want, that. 
I, I like, I mean, it doesn't need to be alphabetical. Even if you went by chronological, um, I would still do it by, by region. Because to me, that, that to me is like what collecting for the switches. It's because, okay, what came out where I live? And if it's split off in an easy, in, in an easy way to look it up in your book, I'm like, that's a perfect reference guide. Yeah. So I, I think, I mean, I think it'd be interesting. Also, but then you have to think about do you split up the the limited uh, publishers as by well company. into its own category, and they're in their own regions as well. Well, by yeah. their own by their own company, by their own region. That's why I kind of just put them all its own book together. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like the interviewers are getting their own book. Yeah, because yeah, JP asked me the JP actually asked me this week. He's like, um, so we got a lot of interviews and nobody's gotten back to us, and I'm like. That's gonna have to be its own book in the future. Anybody that um, w- wants to do one, they're they're gonna be in you know the the section with interviews and contributors and stuff. But um, that's gonna be more per book and experiences with the switch that year. Um, mm-hmm. Actual interviews, formal interviews, are gonna go in its own thing with accessories and all the craziness because it, otherwise these books would get near. One, two, three thousand pages in the future, and we got a future proof stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> God, and now we just got to book talk, so we're gonna get a negative comment for that. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> but no, like, it, it's a good thought. Um, the fact that I just got done with the, the, um, the game, the game index in the back of the book means I, I really don't wanna change anything at this point. <laughs> I just spent like 12 hours getting it right. <laughs> it is done. Um, every So in the back of the book, there's an easy reference <coughs> alphabetically for every game that's covered and, mm. uh, and what page they're on. So that way you go, oh, I want to look up Sonic Mania in the physical section. Um, mm-hmm. it, you literally just look in where it's at. Um, so yeah, that's going to be a, a thing. Um, I, I kind of like just this is what was released during the year, um, and then we no- we note what region or limited company, and then we still in the future can do a limited Switch game book, mm-hmm. and then just take it a different route in the future. But I think I don't know. I'm I'm still not 100% sold either way. <laughs> but yeah. And just like when I was talking with JP, like we gotta get this sucker out because year two is <laughs> it's another year, and <laughs> and I will tell you I'm gonna do a Twitter sized video, but I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pages of checklist notes for this project alone to get done. Jeez, and it's a little mini composition book, like a little tiny little guy little like mm. four inch tall composition but like one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen lines on the first page for the switch book alone so mm. yeah it's it's gonna take a while um i got some stuff done this week on it but um like i can't get a hold of maybe jp will be able to our arcade guy that's <laughs> a live it's a live shade thrown, but um, yeah, I can't get a hold of the Switch Arcade guy. So, the one from New York. Yep, he uh, won't respond to my messages. So I've hit him oh. up on Instagram. I hit him up on email. Maybe he has something going on, um, or maybe he doesn't want to make ten Switch arcades. I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know, man. But yeah, um, so that's enough for the Switch book as we went off on a ta- tangent. Barry, what'd you get? In? <laughs> um, actually, this this week was pretty uh, pretty quiet. I only wound up getting one thing in, which oh. took a while because like a lot of people got this already on Switch, but because I got it for Switch and PS4, uh, it's one of those where the PS4 version took a little longer, so limited run doesn't ship it until it's all done. But it's a limited run release, and that is uh, Gun Vault Chronicles. Luminous nice. Avengers IX, ah, and I love the the first two Gunvolt games. I absolutely love them. So I've been so excited for this to finally come out. And of course, it comes out now. And on a normal stance, I'd be like, "Oh, cool! I can play this and finish it before Tokyo Mirage comes out." But because <laughs> of Trails of Cold Steel, this is now going to go onto the back burner, which sucks because I want to play it. I mean, we could add that again, add it to our our playlist because that is on yes. my bottom shelf on my switch collection in my seven that i want to play it, yeah i love the first two and it so is much. the only one there that and was released by limited run that doesn't have a manual oh it, mm-hmm. well it really doesn't have a manual that sucks i didn't open it wait for what well it's not a limited run it's not it's just distributed it's, it's distributed but it's like one of the first ones that i've gotten from them that doesn't have a manual and i'm like oh but Gunvolt also did not have a manual. No. Yeah, so... That's Inti Creates, right? Inti yep. Creates, correct. Yeah. Um, maybe they just don't want manuals. Well, what's awesome about Inti Creates, though, is that um, one of my buddies, Matt Papa, Papa, um, he... Uh, I see him on the East Coast a lot, but he actually is part of their localization team. So... Nice. Really nice. cool. I haven't gotten to hang out with him in years because when I moved out to uh, Texas, but... Mm. I'm going to try to hit up some East Coast ones this year, guys. So, nice. Yeah, it would be amazing because I'm thinking maybe we need to uh, get out to too many games this year. I don't know. Just see if we can we, get a panel. That'd be cool. Yeah, we're all close by. Yeah. I've done panels in the past when I was a lot less, a lot smaller. <laughs> I've done panels at too many <laughs> games. So, um, I mean, maybe. I, Hit up, I'd, uh, I'd be game for that. JP and I could probably carpool down. Yes, we can. And I mean, for me, it's I, Atlanta's like two hours away from me to drive, so Atlanta's a cheap flight anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd say that might be a, a pretty pretty solid one. Obviously, I need to hit Retro World next year since, you know, we had the stories on the playcast <laughs> of <laughs> the, the terror of Dallas Airport. Um, I would absolutely love to get to that one. Um, so should we, um, get over to some news since we got a, uh, Pokemon Direct that JP's been foaming at the mouth to talk about? <laughs> well, I just figure it's fun to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, especially since I haven't even played the game yet. <laughs> I didn't, I honestly, I didn't even watch the, the, the Nintendo Direct because it was Pokemon. I'm like, oh, I'll be okay. Oh. JP's got everything. It, it was pretty, I like, did Barry, did you watch it? I watched it. I, and, and I... Very much enjoyed it, but I also have very strong feelings about the reaction to it. Well, here's here's my big here's my big thought of not watching it was great was last week's quote. Thank God that there's not all these Pokemon, so I don't have to collect them. And now what do they announce? <laughs> <laughs> and you really want me to jump in now? And now I got to collect even more Pokemans. <laughs> so Barry, why don't you start this off? Yes. <laughs> What, what, just, just in general, or 
Well, JP goes, go ahead, Barry. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about each section of it because it's really split into two. It's, two. Yeah. Um, you have Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX got announced. It's coming out March sixth, I believe. Yep. Uh, it, yep, I'm, I'm looking at it. March sixth. It's a, getting a physical release, and this was a DS <clears throat> a DS game. Actually, uh-huh. two of them. GBA. It was GBA and DS. Yep. Yes. So we're getting the deluxe version. It's actually getting like a, a overhaul because it's going to be uh, watercolor inspired graphics. There's going to be um, new modes um, and additional content. So we're getting that, and they kind of just popped that on us. It's like, ah, look at this, and then boom, it's a physical in two months. Which, all right, that's cool. We're getting our first Pokemon game of of 2020, and it's this one. And what's really awesome is that there's a demo available right now in the eShop that mm-hmm. will carry over your save data into the full game. Ooh. So I, I I really like that. I love <laughs> I when they do that because then it's not like I'm wasting my time doing a lot in the demo and then having to redo it again. Um, so I'm glad this trend continues of carrying it over um so that was the first piece so barry any comments on on that i never got the the chance to play any of the mystery dungeons although i do own them i i have played shirin and and i've played chocobo mystery dungeon i know that in japan it's all the mystery dungeon series with different ips Mm -hmm. Um, but i've heard nothing but good things about the first one uh a lot of excitement um i'm excited for it i got a pre-ordered uh, I'm absolutely ready to go. Whether I play it right away or not, it depends on what else is coming out. <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, I absolutely uh, can't wait for Pokemon Mystery Dungeon to come out. Um, I love those type of games. Um, that was the one piece that I saw that I watched the trailer for. Um, mm-hmm. Looks awesome. Looks awesome. Yeah. So, can't really wait. And, you know, people... The first thing is they complain about the price tag, that it's a full-price game. But they did a lot to the game. And I I think the price is justified. I mean, I, mean, I always want a cheaper price game, but, I mean, they really changed it up, at least graphically-wise, oh, just yeah. on, as the first look. But I don't, need, I don't know if they went into the details as to what else was going to be new about it. I mean, I missed that. But, um, yeah, I... I I mean, look look at Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening was a remaster, remake of a GB game, an original Game Boy game, and, and then to a lesser extent, a Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really a GBA game more than a DS game. Mm-hmm. It's on the DS, but it's really a, a GBA game because they, the games can work together, and, and obviously it was built for the, the, the uh, GBA. So mm-hmm. this is the same thing. Link's Awakening was 60 hours. This is going to be 60 hours. This is they're completely remaking a GBA game, and I don't know the differences between Red and, and Blue Team. Um, mm-hmm. If there were, you know, different Pokemon you could get, and maybe this is there's all of it together in one big bundle, one like master version of it. So to me, that seems more than worth it. Yeah, I mean, I, and the thing is, you have essentially two games, basically. Um, yeah, I I like the idea of remastering old classics. Um, I am not, you know, I like, I kind of never really, like we mentioned before, never really played through a a major Pokemon, um, outside of Let's Go, and and I didn't even beat that yet. So, um, Mm -hmm. the thing is, though, is that I've played those games, and I've liked them, I've just never gotten through to beat them, and so, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it'll be a perfect, another perfect candidate for a Playcast game, I'll pull the trigger... Um, if we wait a little bit, it might come down in price, but it's Nintendo, so it's Pokemon. It probably won't. <laughs> yeah. 
So, I mean, it might be a, a great one for us to play in the future, too. Like, we, we have probably enough for a full year already, though, for backlog. Oh, yeah. I think in the first half of the show, we kept talking about more games to add to the playcast. Oh, yeah. I, I'm just looking at my wall, and I'm like, yeah, it's going to be... <laughs> Especially if we're spending multiple weeks on one game. It's like... <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about that today. I actually like that. I like that we're not necessarily just playing a new game each week because no. it's fun talking about the progression of the game. Yes. And mm-hmm. we're all able to beat it. I mean, within a reasonable time frame, I'm probably the slowest one of the three. Mm-hmm. But it'd be fun to actually talk about it after beating the game and then we kind of have a holistic view of it um, because we have our early talks and then you know while we're in the middle of the game and whatnot and then when we finally complete it it's nicer than just being like well i only got to play five hours of this game and now we're moving on well and and we're still going to do the two out of three quorum though so (laughs) like two of us do have to beat it or technically two of us have beaten you super super lucky tale So you, you just broke your own rule. Well, it, well, actually, let me let me uh, correct myself. <laughs> Two of us have to be done with it. Um, I I wasn't done with it yet because there's still levels I haven't played. So an extra week was was good. That being said, JP, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be done with it after this week for sure. So. So we have one more week to play it. You got one more week for Lucky Style right. for sure. I so every, all listeners get on it and give us some comments too, because yeah. yeah. And then we got to we, We'll decide next week what we're gonna play before we record, so we have an idea. Because okay, yeah, Fair I, have, I have a bunch that would be good candidates, but we have to come to a quorum now, so it's it's mm. good. Those listening too, if you have ideas, t- hit us up with the Twitter or the Instagram or the Facebooks, and we'll. Yes. Uh, I mean, so, I got a whole bottom shelf that I would love to, to play. So. <laughs> Anyways. And one of them. JP wants to talk more about the Pokemon Direct. So let's hear yes, more Pokemans, JP. Okay, so after Mystery Dungeon, then they went into Sword and Shield for really the rest of the time. Yeah. And what they started off with was showing us uh, cases to past expansion-type situations where you had um, Diamond and Pearl, then you had, what, Platinum? You mm-hmm. had um, black two, what, white two, yeah. ultrasonic, yeah, so, and then, moon, emerald, yes, exactly. yellow. Then, yeah, just just your your doubles and shit. Yeah, your third games, mm-hmm. right? And they didn't want to do that this time. So instead, what they're doing are DLC expansion passes. Um, and what was really cool to me, we'll talk about the cool stuff first, is that it's you know still within the Galar region. It's taking your saved data, so you're continuing from it, but it's opening up new areas of the game. That you either got teased at, I think, in like the the Dynamax raids. I thought they said that the Isle of Armor, which is the first expansion, was kind of teased at a little bit. Like you could see the area in the far off, maybe, but you couldn't actually visit it. Whereas now oh. they're opening up two new areas completely uh, within these two expansion passes. Um, so let's talk about them a little bit. Um, the first is that we're going to be looking at expansion one. Um, which is going to be coming out. Let me see if I can get the dates really quick. Uh, end of June 2020. So this hmm. is called the Isle of Armor. Um, so you're getting a whole new area, new Pokemon, finally new clothing, which I'm glad I'm not the only one that's very excited about getting more accessories because I'm so sick of the bag that I've been carrying this entire oh, game. That bag looks and, like a freaking refrigerator. Yeah, and aside from and the fact Accessorize, that... Accessorize, like, people. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hop got the cooler bag, and then aside from, like, one town that actually had, like, jeans and a t-shirt and a hoodie, which is what I'd normally wear in real life, every other place had this, like, track suits and these, like, shades and stuff for glasses, and I'm just like, I really wanted to enjoy customizing as I went through the game, and I ended up just 
not really changing my look at all. So I'm mm. glad that they're adding new new items to that. Um, but then specifically, I'll just really quick is the Isle of Armor expansion. You're going to head to this area. Um, it's a giant island full of environments not seen before. You'll find wave-swept beaches, forest bogs, caves, sand dunes. There's new Pokemon. Um, and then the big thing is that there's a dojo there um, with a dojo master, and you're going to go there to train. Um, and then you're going to have um, you're going to take up an apprentice there. You're going to have rivals. Um, but it looks really cool from what they showed. Um, so we'll stick with the first expansion first. So, Barry, any thoughts? I, I honestly love it. I think it looks fantastic. Um, it's one of those things where I want to explore it, but it all depends on what else is out. So I might yeah. wait till both are out, and when I have a yeah. little bit of downtime, go in and just do both at the same time. Yeah. Um, so on top of that, besides um, the, the apprenticeship that you're taking, the dojo master, his name is Mustard, and he was actually Leon's mentor, I believe is what they said. Um, and then within there, you're going to meet new characters depending on whether you're playing Sword or Shield. So Sword, your rival is going to be Clara, and then in Shield, it's going to be Avery. Um, and they have like very unique looks to them. Uh, if you if you scroll back, if you either watch the, I would say just watch the direct because it's only 20 minutes. But you also get a legendary Pokemon. There's going to be a new one called Cub Fu, which is a fighting type. Cub uh, that, Fu. Cub Fu that 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 evolves into Urshifu. A Pokemon with two distinct styles. So depending on how you want to evolve them, it's going to have um, different abilities. Hmm. Um, then also, they talked about that um, ori the original starters, you're going to have final evolutions to them. Uh, you're going to have new Pokeballs. So one of them was, um, it said, Apricorns can be made into Pokeballs. You have new experience charms to earn more experience points <coughs> for your teams. Uh, tutor moves, including all new moves, uh, new clothes, and more. Um, so that was when they talked about the first expansion. And then there was the second one. So I don't know if you want to say anything else about the first one before we move on. No, just go through the second one and then we can just I mean, talk about it. I mean, all. yeah, exactly. I'll talk about both after Perfect. you go over the second one. Okay, so the second expansion. So this one is going to be coming out uh, fall of 2020. It's called the Crown Tundra. It's a new area, new Pokemon, new co-op play feature, clothing items, and more. And specifically what Nintendo said, and this is on their website, it's an expansion set in the snow-swept realm of the Crown Tundra. See for yourself the beautiful scenery of the shining silvery landscape, frigid area, jagged winter mountains. People live in small communities where they support and rely on each other. And a certain person will appoint you as the leader of their exploration team, and you'll then be tasked with investigating the reaches of the frozen land. So you remember those Pokemon dents that you've only been able to glimpse during max raid battles? Well, now you'll be able to explore their full depths. Um, and with this one, let me go back to my notes, you have uh, catch old and new legendary Pokemon. So old ones are returning, uh, new ones are coming, on top of the Cub Fu one that uh, we mentioned earlier. You have 100 plus new clothing items, new battles, and what's really cool is that these areas are going to be like the wild area. So the camera's going to be free roaming. You're going to be able to pretty much go anywhere. Um, and I really like that as opposed to, you know, going into town and the camera's stiff and you can only do so much. So I thought that was really smart on their part. Um, but those are the two expansions. Uh, there is 
some more stuff that they talked about, but let's talk about the expansions first. Um, so Barry, thoughts? I, I am perfectly happy with both of these expansions, and this is why. Uh, I was never a fan of the third game. I, I, you know, when when Yellow came out, it was like, oh man, you know, it's like the TV show, which is great because I love the cartoon, but yep. it was, uh, I already beat it, so I didn't want to go back. And then when Crystal mm-hmm. came out, it was like, I already beat Gold and Silver. Um, and then I, I just never cared about uh, the extra games. So I never really bothered playing them, uh, except for, I think, Black 2, White 2, I played a little bit of because I didn't mm-hmm. play the original. But mm-hmm. this is so much better because you're not starting over. You are yep. literally keeping your character and moving on. This is like Breath of the Wild expansion pass or any of the other expansion passes. And I know some people will say, oh, I didn't, the Sword and Shield aren't complete games or the end game lacked or it wasn't complete for me, blah, blah. You know what? Everyone's going to play games differently. Everyone's going to have different expectations. Uh, Truth is, is it is a complete game. Um, There is a complete beginning, middle, end, and there's a lot of content. If it's not the content you wanted, that sucks. I'm sorry. But there's a plenty of content, and this is just adding more on. And I've seen other people say, "Well, this all should have been included. This should be free." And you know what? First off, this didn't exist in 2019, so it couldn't have been there. It's being developed in 2020. And second, you're you're asking these developers to work for free so they can give you this for free because they owe you something. What? No, they don't owe you anything. This is their job. This is what they're adding, and I really think the reason they're doing this um, is because of the backlash. I think they're adding these Pokemon in because so many people had such a problem that they cut the Pokemon that they're like, all right, fine, we'll add some more back, which now now instead of saying, all right, well, at least you're adding them back, it's now, oh, you're liars. You lied to us saying you would never do this. Now you're doing this, and oh, now you're going to charge us? Um, it's like, no, the, there's a free update. You can just transfer the stuff over. Like, it's just asinine how upset some people are, but it just shows that you can't please everybody. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if more death threats start happening because of this. And it really, it's really not. sad, and it's terrible. Death but threats. I, yeah, oh yeah, they got death threats before. The Game Freak was really, really down after like a lot of the negative stuff about Sword and Shield. But honestly, I'm fine with it. Am I going to go collect them all? No. Uh, when I get around to it, I'll play and I'll enjoy it for what it is. Uh, it's a video game, people. There's a lot of video games coming out. It's a video game? This this is not the hill to die on. Just mm-hmm. let it be. If you don't like it, vote with your wallet. Don't buy it. Um, but I would rather this than a, you know, a standalone third game. However, and I know this will also get people upset, but I'm going to say this anyways. When this is all done, I would love it if they released... Pokemon Sword and Shield complete with all that DLC on the card. I will double dip <laughs> then to have it. And then, of course, there's going to be people saying, oh, well, this is the version that you should have released back in 2019, which couldn't be. It was an impossibility. But that's going to come with the territory. But I would love to have it all physical. <laughs> yeah. So I will say we never saw the Breath of the Wild complete edition. With yeah, the I know. DLCs. I would so love that. So my thoughts are this is a perfect example of how... Nintendo does DLC their own way, and I think it's amazing. It's just like you guys mentioned, like Breath of the Wild had like full new experiences to draw us back into this game world, and now you have this giant game of Pokemon that is a huge endeavor, and now they're releasing massive updates where we're going to see them multiple months apart. 
just to bring us back into the world. Uh, a lot of new content. I think it's a, a great thing, and you're probably only going to ask a few bucks, like not a it's full. Thirty dollars. Well, it's it's twenty nine ninety nine for each expansion. For each no, for both. For both. No, it's you get both for thirty dollars. Thirty bucks. Um, you get Isle, the Isle and the the Tundra for thirty dollars total. So that's that's a that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. It was ninety dollars total with game and and, and DLC. Um, but Nintendo does tend to go above and beyond, and you know they are still involved with the Pokemon company. Like it's they're not like it's Nintendo's not involved. Um, but I I think it's a it's a good thing. Um, however, there is a lot of content. It's not like they're just giving us a new character to play as, right? No. Mm-hmm. It's a whole new thing. And, you know, the wild area is pretty much like a test to see how Pokemon would work with a free-roaming camera like that. Uh, and this is just furthering, you know, double down on, on that because this is going to be new areas just like that. And it's going to be – they're huge areas, which tells me that the next mainline Pokemon game is most likely going to be all like that, which is what we all want anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And that we'll probably see a couple years down the line, maybe one, maybe two, uh, using the same engine. So hopefully we see it on the Switch Pro that Barry predicted. Yes. <laughs> Let's hope, man. So I will say also, um, just to keep on this, is that right now there was an update done to the main game. So you, if you go to Whitehurst Station, you can use a special item only found on the Isle of Armor to evolve a Galarian Slowpoke into a Galarian Slowbro. And then also the Crown, of Tundra, the Crown Tundra, there'll be an item to evolve it into slow king so i like that you know you to get all the evolutions you will have to go through them um and then also i think if you go to white Shore station right now you can meet clara or avery and you can get the slowpoke too yeah so that's where it'll be um but it's really cool because with with these expansions you're getting more than 200 pokemon um i mean it's going to add a lot to the game and then i would say on top of that the other notes that i had here is that um there's new Gigantamaxes uh, for Colossal, Lapras, and Flapple, and Appleton, I think the name was. Yeah. Um, then also, I mentioned that. Then they what they also started alluding to, which they talked about a while back, was Pokemon Home, which um, it, it's going to be coming out in February. They're going to have more details before then. But what's really cool is you're going to be able to take the Pokemon Bank uh, with Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu Eevee Bring it into home. Bring it into Sword and Shield. Jeez. So we're going to so be getting that. And on top of that, they did say that if you don't buy the expansions, there will still be ways to get the new Pokemon. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so I like that because it's not limiting people to saying, like, you have to spend 30 bucks to get everything. They're going to at least have other ways. I don't know what those are. I don't know if it's through special events or things like that. Or I think it's going to be through trading, trading and through home. Trading. Um, yep. Yeah. It's through trading at home. <laughs> Just trading at home. Uh, okay. Well, Either way, it's thirty dollars. I'm I'm gonna download it because I'm really I love the game. I still have to do the post credit stuff or the post game stuff now. Oh, the post game stuff is so much fun. Yeah, and you know what? It's a really it was a fun game. And after we had our talk last week, I looked at Hop in a new light, and I was like, "You're not a bad guy." Feed, <laughs> <laughs> I still don't like you, but Hop, as you're as right. J, I can imagine as JP's putting on the leg strap for Ring Fit wrong. He's like, "Hop." <laughs> <laughs> every yeah, week wrong. every week jp is doing we're, we're changing jp's life every week here on the switch mania playcast people every week i'm becoming a better person more understanding knowing how to use things properly it's it's a good life stop yeah. judging people now, see, I, 
Satan but that up. was, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, so that was the Pokemon Direct. It was 20 minutes about, and I really liked it. I wish, I, for me personally, I wish it wasn't during the work day. I mean, for me, 9 a.m., I'm at work. I feel like they've had Direct sometimes at 6 p.m., which yeah. work a little bit better. But either way, I wasn't going to miss it, so I did watch it. And I really liked it. I really liked what they did. You know, I'm a physical collector. I wish we have a physical cart with all this stuff. But I do like these DLC expansions that add, really, it's going to be hours to, mm-hmm. to, to the game each yeah, time. And exactly. that's perfectly fine because if you beat the game, you beat the post game, you have a lull where you're playing other games, and then you come back to it, you spend, you know, maybe like a week or so, a little bit longer, and then you have a lull again. Then you have another week or so with the second expansion. That's perfectly fine for me because it's like I can keep up with it. Um, yep. and I like, I like that. So can I, we, I can we keep up with it? <laughs> <laughs> we can try. And you know what? I think it's coming at a good time too. I saw some people like, what the heck? It's only been two months since the game came out. Well, it's just an announcement. You know, this is coming in June. So it's going to be eight or what, eight, eight months, oh, eight yeah, months that's after release. Plenty of time. So that's plenty of time. I might actually um, st- start it by then. <laughs> and you should. It's, it you should. doesn't, it doesn't take that long to play the main game compared at least in my experience to the previous ones but it's a fun game and you know what if they're going to be adding co-op um in some capacity i think that's going to add another layer because pokemon games today i feel if they can make it work just should be played with at least one other friend going on this adventure together i mean it just scream like you know in the show he's with people like he's doing this with with other trainers with friends and how cool would it be to actually play a game like Pokemon with MMO. a real friend doing this MMO you know, style. Well, they kind of did that in Let's Go, and yeah, and they did that with the raid battles, and they're doing it with the uh, Crown, the, the, the Crown Tundra, um, with those raid dungeons. So again, this feels like they're testing the water, seeing how it works for the next yeah. Pokemon game. And and I almost feel like these are being done by a B team. I feel like the, here mm-hmm. here's the engine. You work on it while the A team is busy working on the next game. For sure, mm-hmm. for that's, sure. That's smart if they're doing it like that too. That's that's my that's one of the five I get. So mm-hmm. they're gonna see what happens. And you know what? Honestly, these are gonna sell really well oh, overall. Uh, and you know, so I saw somebody call them microtransactions. <laughs> I was like, you don't know what a microtransaction <laughs> is. Um, you know, people are so. It's almost like the pitchfork and the torches, you know, kind of deal. Like, like Salem witch trials. Like, oh, she's a witch. Ah, oh, killer! Like instantly. Like, use rational thought and let's think about this. Mm-hmm. Um, it it seems all out of the, just just not used anymore on internet culture, and it's sad because you can't post anything positive about Pokemon right now without getting attacked by a hundred people saying, Oh, you suck for liking Pokemon. Pokemon's terrible. Pokemon's EA, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, people need to just calm down. Think objectively and don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. They're going to do it regardless of what you say, because they're a company and you're just an individual. Mm -hmm. Just try and have fun with it. And if you can't have fun with it, move on and don't piss in other people's Cheerios. That's all I say. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's weird that Pokemon is kind of such a popular thing that it hits, I call it Star Wars territory, where you just can't make the the core audience happy, and it's unfortunate, (laughs) but I mean, I honestly, like, I haven't played it yet, but I still plan to, (laughs) eventually. Um, so I have here written in the itinerary as Switch Pro Rumors, we already talked about Barry's prediction of a Switch mm-hmm. Pro. Was there extra rumors beyond that? 
I thought I, it just I said mid article, but I didn't read it. Yeah. Did it say mid mid twenty twenty we'd be seeing it? Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm So um yeah. I wanted to, to talk along those same route that same realm though, is that there was an article or a post from Alienware essentially posting a switch um style looking handheld. It looks just like the switch. Um the mm. controller looks ugly. But um because <laughs> it's like some weird shape. But they essentially have their own switch lookalike. So, I mean, if we throw that into the the Xbox X and the <laughs> PS5 and the Switch Pro, like, man, this could be a loaded fall this year. Like, imagine that. It's it's pretty much going to be a portable Steam machine, mm-hmm. <laughs> really. And in all and honesty, that's kind of cool. It is. But how well will it sell and what's who is it really marketed towards yeah see that's you know you Mm-mm. the thing is is nintendo could make the switch pro as powerful as the most powerful you know pc out there mm-hmm. like blow everything away but it's going to cost like two thousand dollars and it'll be like who is that really marketed towards how many people are going to buy two thousand dollars for it so you have to make some you know give and take to get the price down to be reasonable yeah and exactly. we've seen that price when it comes to consoles or handhelds, is is huge. It's almost the most deciding factor. Uh, the PS3 failed at launch uh, because the price was too high. The Saturn died because not only was it rushed out early, but it was also much more expensive than the PlayStation. The 3DS had been cut, uh, you know, seventy dollars so so soon because it just was not selling. And the Vita went out, you know, right after that at the you know higher price, and it just died. Um, price is everything, and if you can get that sweet spot that you can get the casuals and you can get the hardcores, like, we're going to buy it. Like, if Nintendo is like, hey, here's a Switch Pro, it's going to be $1,500, we're all going to find some way to get that system. But, Ugh, okay. you know, Grandma's not going to yeah. buy that for little Timmy. Nope. But at 300 or 350 uh, Grandma might buy that for little Timmy for Christmas, kind of deal, or Hanukkah or whatever. Um that's where you need to see. So this could be like the steam machines. Remember those? They came out. They were super expensive, and they died. They blink and they were alpha. Gone. Yeah, I actually had an Alienware Alpha that I got, but it was a aftermarket one after the prices came down, and it was a cool piece of tech. It was my first editing computer. It died, um, but it was cool. But the price point was way too expensive when it came out. Yeah, so who is this really marketed towards, and how expensive is this going to be? And it's not going to have physical media like a Switch. Nope. So I mean, to me, it's cool. I'm not going to buy it. It's not going to. Nope. It's not going to get me because number one, I got Switch here, and I'm happy with my Switch. I don't mm-hmm. need another one. Um, if Xbox and PlayStation decided to do their own uh, version where it's actually compatible with their their console games and not just like a Vita because the Vita is awesome. But um, but if they actually decided to do something comparable to the Switch, just like they did with the Move and the Connect, where they're trying to take the Wii because it's making so much money, if they did something like that. I still wouldn't be on board because I were I'm far into the Switch, like, and I don't have room for another collection. Like th- I, when I say this might be my my horizon my last big collection this might be my last big collection yep like i, was, I already told my wife it is <laughs> yeah i mean well, to be honest if they make another console with tiny little cases i'm probably gonna collect for it <laughs> yeah I, I 
I realized I put up my PSP collection for the first time, like on shelves and not stacked on top of each other. And I go, what is very similar about this? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, these really cool little cases. And I'm like, I think that's what sold me on the Switch. I was like, I really like the design of the case. And then I just got hooked from it. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. Um, I, I like that it's Nintendo on cartridges. That's what drew me. Yeah, Cause I, I like mean, cartridges. Yeah, and I mean, I love seeing all the re-envisioned games. Like, Switch is a perfect sweet spot right now between nostalgia and modernization that I think it's it's yeah. almost perfect for our generation and the Absolutely. generations before and ahead of us. Um, it's like a flawless time right now. Um, but in the future, the next one, like, I'm not saying I'm not going to buy the new Zelda, because I will, but I may not go in it like I am now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the reality, right? Man, it's just so cool. And I just hope that this Switch Pro remains backward compatible and it's just the same oh, yeah. thing. I hope so. My goodness. It will. My goodness. That, that would be suicide if it didn't. Yeah. yeah. It absolutely will. So, Switch 2 or whatever is going to as well. Yeah. I I just hope so. Because if, if they do a Switch 2 and you know it has its own kind of like they did with the new 3DS, um, but it has its own... I mean, I'll continue then because I already have the back catalog. Like, they'll hook me. They'll hook me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so the other piece I had in the itinerary, uh, the Switch Pinball. So, pin Switch. A pin Switch. I want JP to talk about this one a little bit. Yeah. Pin so, Switch. I actually learned about this not on my own. Um, I want to give credit where credit is due. So, Indie Gamer Chick. I recommend everybody check her out. I Got to know her through Twitter. Actually got to interview her for Switch Player Magazine. Um, but she was very big in the indie gaming scene. She did a lot of reviews. She had a, a very good system where she would work with developers to get codes, and she would give them out to people and just ask them to post responses about them, you know, post their thoughts on it, and just, you know, make get more awareness for these games. Switch Mania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she recently switched over, and she's now AKA the pinball chick, and she's really focusing on the pinball scene. Cool. So through this, she actually came across an accessory, um, and we just started talking about it. So this was a guy in France. France. In France. France yeah. He came up, and he built a working pinball cabinet for the Switch. You slide the Switch in. It has working bumper um, buttons. It actually has a working, um, I don't even, I'm not a pinball guy. So what's the thing in the front that ejects, that pushes the ball? Plunger. It, oh, plunger. Yeah. So it has that working and has really cool artwork. You know, he take like the example that I'm looking at. He has Mario around it. He has um, where the score is. It's not a real, you know, alley keeping score, but it mm -hmm. looks like it. And it just looks really cool. He did a Star Wars cabinet as well. And yeah, we just came across it, and everybody just started loving it because, one, we don't have anything like that. There are a number of pinball games that are out. Uh, Zen Studios has put some out. And it's just a really cool accessory. I mean, it's something different, and it's it's workable. Um, so I reached out to the, to the person, and we started talking. Uh, last time I spoke, he's actually going to be interviewed for Switch Player Magazine. Zen Studios actually, I think they actually retweeted um, his post showing um i think they were playing the star wars game or one of their games uh they really liked it so we're kind of just hoping that we can bring awareness to this to this creator 
And, you know, I don't know if he'll ever be able to get it um, officiated from Nintendo. I think that'd be awesome mm-hmm. because it really is cool. And I think then it could kind of bring the price down. But right now, he he does sell them through his Etsy shop. He sells them on his eBay store. He can customize it with your artwork. Um, Jeffrey, I think you actually just bought one. <laughs> so JP left out an important part. I'm the one who bought the one from the video. <laughs> and basically, I've been chatting with the guy and... Um, we asked him, hey, would, since in year two there was a couple pinball games released in the Switch, would you be interested in making a few exclusive for the campaign? And mm-hmm. he absolutely said yes. So, um, That's awesome. So it'll be cool to see, like, we'll have some, some exclusive ones or whatever with some cool art or something. Um, have, some, yeah. have an old school pinball artist that I know, because I'm a pretty big pinball guy myself. Um, mm-hmm. I don't own any because they require an electrical degree to work on, but <laughs> but having something small like that is is flawless. Um, it's compatible with Zen um, and Stern Pinball as well mm-hmm. as there's one more downloadable. It's like Pinball FX, um, mm-hmm. and this he has he, the Star Wars Pinball game. It's also um, I asked him about uh, Tate mode shoot 'em ups, and he said it's not designed for those. Doesn't mean that they don't work though. So I'm gonna do some testing. Um, and that's something that I will probably include in um, a write-up in a future article, at least. Right. Maybe make it into a book if it's if it's compatible with that thing. But it's a super niche thing. Um, I think only having a few available would probably hit the demand. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it'd be super super cool. And the thing is, they're real buttons, real arcade buttons and stuff. Like yeah. it's it's super awesome. No, the quality looks really nice. It looks like it's an easy setup, you know, once you get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm saving up because I told him, I'm like, I want to get one. I want to have, like, the JP Switchmania logo on it. Uh, I think it'd just be an awesome piece to have. And it's unique. I mean, we really haven't seen this before. So he's he's the pioneer for it. And hopefully hopefully it gets, it gets picked up because it really is uh, a nice piece of work. Yeah, he makes them by hand. Uh, they're not super cheap. But, um... Right. I am uh, interested enough in pinball stuff that I just thought it was cool. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted to support him. So yeah. just uh, because it's a, it's a cool thing. I didn't want a custom one. I wanted exactly what he made because it's, uh, yeah. it it's Mario Pinball Land themed, which is cool. Yep. If we ever get a Mario Pin- Pinball Land port to the Switch, oh my God. <laughs> so, so, what, so what I would say is if you want to follow him uh, on yes. Twitter... Uh, his name is Sakura Retro Modding. Um, the handle is MZIK0013. Uh, but if you type in Sakura Retro Modding, I think you're going to find it. If you type it in on Google, uh, it should pull up to his Etsy website. Uh, but it, really talented person. And I'm looking forward to seeing what else he, he comes out with. Yeah, because it and looks like everything else he has available is like sticker based stuff. Like high quality yeah. stickers and stuff, so um, I think that's where the natural transition went for this mm-hmm. because it's like a, a high quality based yeah. product. Looks, looks awesome. Looks real cool, and I'll be able to give us a uh, a live talk about it once I get it in. Oh, can't wait! That looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, so the last piece is a Barry piece of news that he's not told yes. us about. He's been holding out on us. Finally. 
Finally, JP's been wondering this whole time. I've had him nervous. He's like, I'm actually in your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually a a pre a limited pre-order that JP didn't know about. No, no, no. <laughs> now you nice, no. nice try. No, now you no. gave him anxiety. Um, no, this just came out um, from the uh, NPD group. Um, one of one of the people who's involved with that. Uh, probably gonna butcher this name, Matt Piscatella. He uh, he made a statement saying that during 2019, they tracked over 1480 new releases on the Switch in the U.S. That is over 400 more than the PS4 and the Xbox One combined. How many was that again? 1480. In what year? It's digital only. This year, 2019. (laughs) Well, this this past year, I should say now. Counting digital, oh fourteen releases on the Switch. Why the hell am I doing a book series? Oh no, this is worse than the Commodore. <laughs> Damn you, JB. So I, I thought that was really interesting news to see. You know, over four hundred more than the PS4 and Xbox One combined. Of course, while those systems are on the way out, and, and yeah, a lot of these games are going to be like mobile ports or you know, kind of shovelware, as some people say. There's a lot of gems in there, and you know, coming from the Wii U, where we had years like 2016, where we had like nothing coming mm-hmm. out. This is the polar opposite. And if you look, they did a, they had actually a, a graph of the Wii versus the Switch, the first three years. Now, oh granted, uh, they started with 2006, which which with the Wii. You know, it released in November, so it's not really totally fair. Um, but it had like 150. It was like 150 games in, in 2006. 2007 had over uh, about 250 to 300. 2008 had 400. Versus the Switch, 2017 had about 500. 2018 had about 800. And again, 2019 is 1480, um, physical and digital. So it's it's just huge. Like the the switch is on fire, and that's why I said it kind of pertains to us because as physical mm. collectors and with the book, mm. eh, it's just a lot. But I what think, did I send like, to JP today? Uh, <laughs> I think I sent him how many we have. Subtract one from that number. Um, it was because I had a game in there that was actually released physically. Um, trying to look for the the message that I sent to you. I lost it. <laughs> 150, <laughs> 156 games are covered in uh, year one in the wow. book. That's not every digital game. That's highlights, right? 100, yeah. 156 in year one when there was hardly anything released. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. Oh, my God. 1,400. Well, that just goes to show <sighs> that there's not going to be a shortage of games that could become that can transition from digital to physical. No, never. That's why these companies are doing this. That's why I said, like, even with my prediction, like, even if companies decided to release their own, which means there's more companies out there releasing games, there's 1,400 last year. I still just like to know why we don't have Baba Is You and Untitled Goose Game announced as physicals yet. Yeah. Those are my two. Anything that's that's viral. We're going to get those. Nice. New predictions, JP. New predictions. (laughs) So all of the... The major viral games are going to get a release. Nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's smart. I, I guarantee you that uh, Douglas and Ryan, you know, Limited Run Games have been reaching out to those companies. I guarantee you. Because oh, yeah. they're at to the point now where they're having companies reach out to them, but they're still pursuing what they want to pursue for digital preservation. Um, mm-hmm. So, 
I mean, the thing is, though, is that in the end, we are in the gaming Shangri-La. Um, and just to give uh, Barry more anxiety, JP, what's coming out uh, this week? <laughs> yep, I've, I've got that. Well, we've officially hit the weeks where you're going to start seeing the trend pick up with releases. Oh, like, so this week, God. this week, we only had two worldwide, none in the U.S. It was Super Robot Wars X in Asia and Japan came out. Although, if you pre-order from Play Asia, I guess they're still waiting for their stock because it hasn't shipped yet. So I'm super okay. sad about that. Uh, the other game is Smoke and Sacrifice, which is the uh, 5,000 copy available through Super Rare Games. Yeah. Uh, it's up on their site right now. If you have a great narrative RPG, it's good, like, 10 to 12-hour game. So it's a good length. Uh, right amount of time for me, at least. So, so it was um, interesting, was it. JP, with that one, um, because JP got that game early and did a, a big um, reveal, right? Yeah. That was the first one you got to reveal? First game I got to reveal. Super excited. I actually had it for about three weeks. And here's, here's the funny story. So... I wasn't supposed to announce it until the day that they had posted it on social media. Oh, no. And the reason I did it early is because for whatever reason, I don't know how, the game popped up on their website for like a split second, and somebody took a picture of it and started sharing it around. So I reached out to George. I was like, hey, like, did you see this? He's like, the game's not even up on the site. Like, I have no idea how this happened, but you can go ahead and, and show the game now. So I got to show the five cards. I got to show the manual, the case, the game. Uh, and it was cool. I'm like, wow, Like I have this game that I can't tell anybody about. I actually had to flip it around on my shelves because I would normally take pictures you know, with the shelf behind, and I was worried that I would accidentally just snap a picture of number 25, so I, I reversed the case for a while. Uh, and it's awesome. It was really fun to reveal it. I'm so glad George you know, let me do that. Uh, now, now that to was... be honest, though, once you announced it, I noticed a lot of negativity around people who weren't quite into that genre or that art style and i think that's an interesting thing where people are very vocal on super rare for some reason uh like i don't know why because like again yeah. the game's not my cup of tea but i'm not gonna dog with a release it's still cool that they're preserving it right not even that but rpgs i normally would think would have more favorable appeal for preserving games physically because they're good length they're a good amount of length. There's a lot in the games. Um, like, for me, I don't want to say my least favorite genre, but, like, shmups, I'm just not good at. Um, so I don't get excited about them. I will never, you know, talk bad about a company who brings it because, first and foremost, it's coming physically. So I'm super happy about that. And maybe the more I play them, I'll like them. But RPGs, to me, has always been, like, that sweet spot. Like, oh, my God, we're actually getting an RPG on, on the system. Like, woohoo, yeah. that's exactly what I want. Um but what was interesting is that today, George had sent out an email, like, if you're on their email distribution, yeah. and he was like, so I've noticed that sales haven't been as strong as we think they should be, um, so I want to show, you know, I want to explain why this is a great game, and yeah, I guess that I'm really surprised that this exactly. one isn't, like, uh, I don't want to say it's not a home run, but I'm just, I'm surprised it's, it's still available. Uh, I would think RPGs would normally kind of be, like, the first ones to sell out, but you know Super what, weird. it just goes to show. Everyone well, you, you know what it is? It's it's because we come from a different generation. What I mean by that is when when gaming became popular here and, you know, the NES and all that, like RPGs were were fewer and farther between. We didn't get a lot of them over here. Mm -hmm. um, we only got one of the Final Fantasies on the NES. We only, You know, we got the Dragon Quests. But, you know, Super Nintendo, we got two out of the three Final Fantasies and none of the Dragon Quests. Mm -hmm. So... 
it, it became one of those things where if you look at the retro gaming market, the RPGs are among the more expensive, more sought after because there aren't a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Saturn is a huge example with with Panzer Dragoon Saga um, and, and a lot of the working design games. But come the PlayStation era onwards, when RPGs started to become more mainstream, um, there were a lot released in the PlayStation, but Nintendo didn't have that. We had just a few on the 64. We have Aiden Chronicles and Quest 64 and Ogre Battle, and only one of those was even good, which was Ogre. Um, so it just became a thing that Nintendo was not known for RPGs. We had droughts. Yeah. You know, paper, oh, Paper Mario 2, I forgot, which was awesome, of course. Yeah. But it, it was one of those where when we finally got RPGs, it was like, oh, we, we foamed at the mouth for them because we didn't have them. Mm-hmm. And you look at now, how many RPGs, this, this is no time to play all the RPGs that come out <laughs> on any system, especially the Switch. Um, so it's one no of those. No time, like, oh, Barry. No time, Barry. But <laughs> you, you look at it now where it's like the kids that are grown up now and i say kids but you know the people who are in their, their later teens or even in their 20s they grew up in a time where rpgs were just as commonplace as first person shooters mm-hmm. and we didn't we didn't have that growing up so for us rpgs are a little more special They're we tree. when one came out we realized this is going to be a long game this is this is my my maybe my one rpg for the whole year or, or mm-hmm. one out of two so i gotta make it last i gotta make it special and now there are so many it's like well, which are the best ones and even now like you know i'm playing trails of cold steel that game came out a few years ago so i'm still you know in the backlog of games and it's it's just and I mean, impossible pokemon to catch just up came out and pokemon is an rpg yes it is yes it is so it's one of those things where this this could be the greatest game ever but RPGs to us mean something different than the the average gamer, the, mm-hmm. you know, of today, in my opinion. Yeah, and I will say right now there's 39% left inventory, so it's still available. Pretty big, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say, I mean, it looks really cool. I, I like games like that, especially when you tell me that it's an RPG and it's 10 to 12 hours. That entices me nowadays with two kids and a full-time job and social media, whatnot. So it's like 10, 12 hours. That's completely doable. Like I can, I can beat that game. Um, so that's a play. big draw for me. But yeah, I guess you know, it's each their own. But what I like about Super Rare is, if you look at their past twenty-five releases, they cover a lot of genres. Yep. So there is games that you're going to find that that just hit the home, the sweet spot for you. Uh, and that's what I like. I like that they have a very good variety of games within the first two years. Yeah, it's just, it's just interesting that people are pretty critical on this one. And, I mean, because I saw a lot of comments, too, and I was like, wow, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, again, not my cup of tea. I don't get every super rare. I don't get every limited run anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, man. I, harsh. Yeah, I will say before we finish, and I'm going to just pull it up really quick. Uh-oh. But JP we thinks we're finishing, Barry. <laughs> I, t- I told my wa- I told my Duh. wife under I told my wife under an hour today. <laughs> <laughs> under an hour? Why, why would you lie to her? We, she we started early to finish early, and I'm looking at the thing where like two hours and forty six minutes. Anyway, I want to <laughs> talk about something that got announced around like three thirty four p.m. Eastern Standard Time today. That maybe you all saw, maybe you didn't. But limited run games mm-hmm. made made some announcements. Uh, next Friday, the seventeenth, is Way Forward Day. Yeah, and they have three three releases coming out across uh, the Switch and the PS4. Um, 
they have vitamin connection coming for the Switch. And somebody will have to correct me if it's also coming off for the PS4 because I'm not too keen on that other... Oh, I, I can see it right here. Okay, so <laughs> vitamin connection is going to be for the Switch, and there's going to be a standard and a limited edition. Mighty Switch Force Collection yes. is coming off for the Switch and PS4. There's going to be a standard and a limited edition. And then Mystic Bell is just going to be a standard edition for the PS4. So we've got two Switch games and two PS4 games, essentially. And WayForward's uh, awesome. Yes, yeah. it is. So it's going to be WayForward Day. There's also going to be, I think, vinyl albums. There's going to be special Switch carrying cases that's going to have the cover art for River City Girls and Vitamin Connection. So oh, two different damn, cases. I'm going to have to get that case for my daughter. She loves uh -huh. River City Girls. So I think it's going to be a really fun day. I don't know what the quantities are for um, the collector editions, but I do know that the uh, Mighty Switch Force collection is going to be $60. The uh, Vitamin Connection is going to be $65. But I don't think standards? they did. The standards are going to be, I thought it was 35 Okay, I it's not bad. I thought you said 60 for standards. I was like, whoa! No, yeah, I was like, nope, won't be doing that. No. <laughs> 60 for the collectors yeah they um oh shoot they they did give the prices for the regular i thought it, i thought it was 34.99 i'd have to double check so while you're talking i may quickly jump in and just find that so i can correct myself <laughs> um but yeah so it's gonna be a, a fun day of releases and it's you know two games at once so my guess is that these are gonna be probably the last two games of the month maybe um but either way some good fun way forward games are coming to the switch I'm very excited about Mighty Switch Force and the fact that you're getting like a full collection. There's a lot of value <laughs> there, which I like. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a cool way to do it. Um, get, get some, you know, so what for it. Give it a little bit of longevity. And mm -hmm. I really haven't played those games to a point that I, I need to. So. And it is uh, okay. It is thirty four ninety nine for both games. And the Mighty Switch Force Collection, it's four complete games with more than 70 levels of action, platforming, level rearranging puzzles. Nice. That sounds fun. And I love that. I love these these compilation games. <laughs> um, hours and hours and hours of fun. So uh, speaking of a good transition point and hours and hours of fun, JP, um, <laughs> let's let's call this episode a wrap. Uh, we thought we wouldn't have that much content this week, and this week's episode is longer. <laughs> <laughs> Just how it works, man. We we went in we went pretty in depth on Ring Fit actually, so that was awesome. Yeah. That was amazing. And we we just started. We're going to be talking about this one hopefully for a while because of accountability. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to stop playing. Yep, exactly. And we got to we got to heal up Barry. Got to get Barry. Yeah, because. <laughs> Heal his heel. Um, <laughs> heal my heel. But yeah, um, so let's go over where to find us. And as always, I'm available at HagensAlley.com, uh, where this podcast is posted, as well as my books, because I am an author, because I apparently in the uh, <laughs> in the comments, I don't say it enough. Um, <laughs> but uh, on social media, I'm at Hagen's Alley on the Facebook and the Twitter, and then um, Instagram, I'm at Hagen's Alley Books. Uh, I will be doing more Twitter style videos on the Twitter, um, and I will be continuing to post updates on Kickstarter. Go ahead, Barra. 
I am also on that there, the Twitter, uh, which I've actually been using a little bit more, and that is at Hawk Hellfire. Um, so I love, I love getting messages from people. I love getting, talking to our fans. Um, so please feel free to send me anything you want to send, and, and we'll, we'll talk the day away about video games. Uh, on Facebook, you can find me at Nintendo Fuse, and on YouTube, you can find me at Nintendo Fuse as well. Jay Pizzle. <laughs> All right. So I'm on this thing called the Twitter also. Yeah. I'm still getting used to it. No, I've been on it for a while now. <laughs> I, I live there, as I always say. Sleeps there. I'm on there all day long, all night long. I don't sleep. But if you really want to be kept up with all the physical announcements, deals for games, all that good stuff, Twitter is where I post it. Also on Facebook, JP Switchmania. We're trying to do a lot more with that. We post our reviews. Um, a lot of the same content on Twitter, but we're trying to think of new ways. So if you have suggestions, what you want to see, let me know. Uh, you can also go to YouTube, JP Switchmania, see unboxings for some of the collector editions for the Nintendo Switch. So I open them so you don't have to. Uh, <laughs> I open them so you don't have to. Okay, completionist. <laughs> People have told me, they're like, thank you for showing it because I did not want to open mine. I go, no problem. <laughs> um, and, if, and if I'm getting a game that JP and you don't want to open it, I can do a video and you can share it because I open everything regardless. <laughs> Exactly. Um, I'm also on Instagram, so JP Switchmania. My website, JP Switchmania, where we have over 450 reviews for physical and digital games. I also post my weekly release, my weekly releases of games that are coming out, which we actually didn't even talk about. You told me to, and we somehow mm -hmm. sidetracked. Oh, that's fine. Um, we got we next week. About the limited run stuff. We got next week, JP. And fine, and four, 450 sounds impressive till uh, Barry's news came out, and there's over 1,400 games released last year. Yeah. Sounds like you're slacking, JP. 1,000 off. Well, people need to know. <laughs> That's just 2019. That's just 2019, JP. <laughs> <laughs> I need your uh, reviewers to write these reviews so I can just uh, hire them out. <laughs> so I have to write all these reviews in, 20, in 2030 by the time I get to that year. <laughs> But you know what? There's not that many coming out next week that I am going to still mention it in my little segment right now. Oh, so my God. Have, <laughs> yes. If people have stayed till the end, they get to know what's coming out next week. Because you this know what? This is why There's the podcast is over three hours, people. <laughs> oh, come on. They want to know. All right. Let him talk. Let me talk. Darn it. All right. Tuesday, January 14th, from Play Asia, we have the Atelier Dusk Trilogy Deluxe Pack. Three games on the cart supporting english with dlc content that you can redeem using your u.s account so the full games are on there dlc will be additional it's 89.99 you can save five percent with checkout code switchmania then on thursday january 16th we have maitetsu pure station coming out in japan um so you can pre-order that from amazon or play asia there's a regular and a collector's edition with one of those big mouse pads that everyone seems to like uh art book tapestry and the game then on friday january 17th in the eu we have furwind which um jeffrey i think you'd like furwind because it, it reminds me of when we played um fox, fox and, forest. and forest you know yep. it's, it's old school with a fox it looks really good my daughter um, is still obsessed with foxes so yeah yeah and there's gonna be a regular and a special edition honestly i recommend everyone just go to Shop for Megastore, get the special edition. It's $30 with free shipping to the U.S. Comes with a box, a collector box, the game, a compendium book, two pins, a poster, and a physical soundtrack for $30. Jesus. That's awesome. Yeah. 
That's insane. Um, Is it getting a U.S. release, JP? That's the question. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's um. Mm. So it's by Dan Dusaw. The There's JP's with... fail prediction of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna finish reading off what's coming out, and then I'm gonna make a comment about Barry. Yeah. So let me finish. This. <laughs> yes. <laughs> JP's gonna drive 15 minutes. <laughs> I, I called you out. All right. Then also on Friday we have the Kemco RPG Omnibus coming out in Asia. So these are four Kemco games. Revenant Dogma, Illusion of Lefauxia, Kronos Arc, and Legend of the Tetrarchs. Um, they support English subtitles. Speak Four about negative games. comments online. There was somebody who was just like, what, what did they say in their comment? They were like, this is why I hate whatever. And I'm like, what was this, like a double dip or something? <laughs> yeah, that was, well, what happened was in Japan, there is a Kemco collection, Volume 1, coming out with slightly different games which people don't know if it's going to support English or not. And then this one comes out in Asia. I'm fine with that. This is $40. You get four games. Each game is going to take you quite a bit to play through. So I think you're going to get your value there. Um, But then also in the U.S. is going to be our, I think this is our first game of 2020 in the U.S. And that's Tokyo Mirage Session. Hashtag F.E. on sharp F.E. What? It's sharp F.E. Oh, I'm just going to shut up now. <laughs> that's how, that's how it's FB. pronounced. <laughs> All right, Sharp FE Encore. So that's going to be... You guys uh, are getting feisty at the end. I like this. <laughs> oh, yeah. my, uh, my Joy-Con gloves are coming off. <laughs> with, anyway. his, with his uh, Ring Fit boxing. Yes, and then I mentioned the Limited Run games, which will also be on, on that Friday as well. But what I wanted to mention about Barry is one thing I've noticed about him, and I've actually had to start putting this in all of my posts, whenever I announce a game overseas, the very first comment I always get is from a Mr. Barry going, is this coming out in the U.S.? Yeah. And, and I literally have to post at the bottom of my, my post now going like, you know, this is coming out in Japan. Barry, not coming out. <laughs> you know why? Because I said it earlier, how every time I get a notification on my phone, I have to weep because I'm like, oh no, what am I going to spend on? So whenever I get a notification from you, I put your notifications at the top level of importance. So I always check. You. And when I see you know, European or Japanese, it's like, ooh, I want to quickly get that. But I've doubled <laughs> and triple dipped so many times because of you <laughs> that I have to ask the question. <laughs> I mean, Barry, at least you're not a dork like me and double dip on the exact same game and the exact same variant, though. I've done that for Amazon and Best Buy. It's so been my sixth or seventh time because whenever I post in the Switch collector group to sell a game, it's usually when I do a knucklehead thing like that. <laughs> so I, I've been known to do it once or twice as well. God. It's but so that, that is what's coming out so the weeks are going to start picking up because i already have my preliminary february releases and it's getting heavier and and bigger across all the regions so <laughs> if everyone was enjoying like the first two weeks of the year and saving their money it's just, it's just all gonna go away i'm sorry i've been enjoying myself it's not so an interesting little news tidbit that apparently i just saw oh I don't know if this is true or not, but according to two separate sources, PlayStation will not be attending E3 2020. Um, I saw a rumor of that last year, so it sounds like it's getting a little more traction because, like, last year they didn't either. Yeah, so like they're they're trying to pull the whole Nintendo thing. We're too big for it, right? So, I mean, I'm not surprised. And the the other thing that's interesting is is like with your prediction, Barry, that the Nintendo is going to release something to um to you know go against 
Sony and Microsoft. Well, the thing is, they're doing all this United Play thing. We're getting Microsoft games on Nintendo. Sony is making stuff cross-compatible with MLB The Show. And Minecraft's going across everything now. And so we're seeing a lot more interconnectivity. So I wonder if any of that will have a stressor because now it's the big hardware fight of 2020. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stay tuned on the Switch Man Playcast, and I'm sure we'll be wrong with most of our predictions, people. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, as always, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Have a good one. 